Uh, well, I want to have it, so this will be my side. My brother will have that side, but Tia, my girlfriend, she used to do all the editing and stuff for this. Yeah. Because I did YouTube and stuff, but she likes this stuff, and I just like doing the audio part, for sure, right? Yeah. I'd be the same. Uh, way. Yeah, so eventually I'd like it so she can have her own desk, and then while people talk, she plays with the YouTube and stuff. Nice, because kind of like the Joe Rogan stuff. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. eventually, this will be attached to it too. Mm-hmm. So whatever comes on that would be yeah, on yeah, here. Yeah. Right. But the Mac to this plugin, I can't seem to find the right because right, Mac's just just a bundle up of. Because you have to buy Mac, and then, well, Mac doesn't support that, and then you, so you have to go on Amazon and find mm-hmm. one. But I bought one, but the the adapter was wrong, so mm-hmm. I don't – I'll figure it out eventually. Thanks for coming, though. Yeah, no worries, man. I, I really wanted to have you on just because, I mean, with all your experience and the whole pro card thing, you feel like you'd have some really good stories no, to the tell. The pro card is only, you know, a very small part of the, small part of the experience. When did, you, when did you start working out? Like, what got you into it in the first place? <clears throat> you know what? Um – the mic in front of you there it'll pick yeah. up a little you can move it around as much as you want pull towards you yeah originally my dad had weights in our basement similar mm-hmm. to what you have yeah, set yeah, up yeah. here uh but old school like just like the most basic those are the york the, yeah, the yeah, yeah, cement yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 not even it was just like a no it was just like such a basic like the didn't even have a pad on the oh really the down on. <laughs> and uh and like steel weights and oh, so he geez. had plates to some 45s, he had some 25s, some 10s and 5s. And he had an easy curl bar okay. that you'd load with the weights and then yeah, put the yeah. little, you'd have like, do you want to water? I don't know if, yeah, sure, if you don't mind. <clears throat> and so, uh, and then it had like the little locks on it that was like, they were like, they were steel and they go on and you turn oh, this yeah, little Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So my dad originally had those in the basement and I had like, a, like three photos of my dad back when he was like in his early 20s. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> he was into sort of, you know, at-home bodybuilding. He wasn't yeah, by any that was like my dad too. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't a bodybuilder per se, but had a, had a really good physique. Um, he trained with uh, my uncle and my uncle's brother and they all trained together. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so he had those weights and then he gave it up and, and they just sat in the basement. Collected so once dust, I got man. to about the age of like 13, 14, I started to take notice of the weights and I saw pictures of him, right? And of course I knew who Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, was. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> like everyone did, yeah. Yeah, so that was sort of what got me into it. And then all I ever did, I train him based in the basement and I just do like bench press and easy curls. Well, that's when you're that's 14. All that's all I ever did too. And then, yeah, maybe a little bit of overhead press and he had some dumbbells. Eventually, so that was my yeah, first eventually taste. you could turn those into like different movements and stuff. Right. But you're 14 and I didn't know any of the different curls. movements. Yeah. No. I had no magazines. There was no, like no internet did, at the time. I, like oh, I had, yeah, true. Yeah. Keep in mind, like there was, this was basic. Like I was yeah. just going off just of like the weeder magazines. If your buddies had them or something, even yeah, not even that, like no, none of my buddies worked out. Oh jeez. I was the only one who ever really had an interest in, in, in lifting weights. Did that turn into sports eventually? Mm-hmm. So then it's, well, I always played sports growing up. I started, like I played hockey all my life. Oh, okay. Um, and you know, I played baseball and, yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, so I was, I was an athletic kid. Yeah. But I they never, never, the weights never turned like, cause I started working no, out cause I played no. football one year Yeah, and you're 130 pounds. Well, you can't be 130 pounds. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I was at a disadvantage because I grew up in a private school setting and it was a small private school. So did I. I went yeah. to private school until okay. I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah. So me too. And so I didn't, re- they didn't have the sports program that like a typical mm-hmm. public school would have. Was that in Winnipeg? It was in Winnipeg. Which school? Yeah, it was called Faith Academy. Oh, okay. I went. So like a okay. Christian school. Yeah. So yeah, I wore uniforms the whole bit, yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah, me too. Ties and everything had no to be No tie. We just had the polo shirt uh, and then navy pants. Okay. And then there's like a navy pullover, but yeah. then you'd have to like untuck the collar out of yeah. it. I liked it actually. It wasn't. 
well, looking back on it, like then it was like, oh, I have to wear my uniform. But now it's like, yeah. you know, easy to be to wear the same thing to school every day and you had to. Yeah, and there's no competition, right? <laughs> no. Everyone's wearing the same thing. Everyone just had cool yeah. shoes. That was the yeah. best part. You could get whatever shoes you wanted. That was the only difference. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I, like I started my, I was a little bit before you, right? Generation yeah. before you. Um, and the school I went to, is it was like, it was rooted in a Southern Baptist, like by a Southern Baptist, oh, very okay, legalistic, yeah, yeah. fundamental guy. So oh, yeah. they still had corporal punishment. Oh, wow. Really? Oh, wow. Um, oh, yeah. They had corporal yeah, punishment up until I was seven or eight years old. Yeah, yeah. So it was hardcore. Like, it was strict. Yeah, that's insane. Like you, yeah. If I, you could nuns not teaching speak. You, were nuns teaching you and stuff? Was it that, uh, like no, that no, no. It wasn't okay. Catholic. It was a it was Southern, okay, it was Southern yeah, right. Baptist. So it was a different different feel but it was just strict yeah, oh yeah. in fact probably even more strict because it was yeah. like legalism yeah to oh, the that's insane <laughs> yeah so i mean you couldn't speak without being spoken to if you spoke without raising your hand they they would give you like a Paddle. bad fruit oh, no yeah. they give you a bad fruit and you get three bad fruit this is like five six seven eight years old yeah, right? yeah, yeah. you get three bad fruit then you get they would usually she the teacher would like get like three or four people who had this like three bad fruit and then you have to go and you have to go down this down the hall and you all have to wait and one one at a time go into a room and a guy would no way you. oh they oh, just yeah. waited till they got a group of you guys that's hilarious pretty much yeah so i can remember there was a group of us who always kind of got in trouble at the same it's kind time of, yeah it's kind of funny how like when you're eight like that's normal like you wouldn't think anything of it you know like no, like no. when you're eight like oh i'm it's normal when you're four yeah, five. Like but now, boys? if someone, if like, if I was in high school and someone's like, "Well, you, yeah. you got three bad apples," screw you! Don't touch me! Like, I'm, I'm old enough. You know, you're old enough. That's so weird. Well, yeah, but you were you were living in fear, right? So, like, yeah, like in a good way, I guess. From I mean, because it, it's not like they wanted, to, people would go to jail. It's now, not like they wanted to abuse you. You were just being bad, so you're being crushed, Correct. right? And Correct. It wasn't just because the like they were terrible was good. people. Yeah, right. yeah. The intention, the intention was, was there. Yeah, but you know, looking back, it was it was it's 2018. You can't do that anymore. So then you were oh, four, so you're 14, yes. starting to work out. Then when did, when did it become, I want to say serious, but like, when did, okay, you, when so, did you start looking at it? Like, okay, you know what? I can maybe <clears throat> take this somewhere or, you know, I can really get into this. Well, so it was after high school. I was probably around 19 and there was a gym down the street, uh, from where I lived, uh, right at McPhillips and, and the Logan underpass, like the, oh, okay, the underpass yeah, yeah, yeah. there it was called premier fitness. Oh, okay. It was like. I didn't really know anything about gyms. I had mm. I had never really been to a gym. Well, uh, this was before Shapes, before Good Life. Well, this is before Shapes, before Good Life. There was I didn't know of any gyms except for that gym. Oh wow! So personally, I was just you know like nobody. None like I said, none of my buddies worked out. They, there was a gym in my high like when I finally went to yeah, Sisler. Yeah, there was a gym there in the basement, but and, and so I kind of got a taste of it there. But mm-hmm. it was never anything that was like a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. So. I walked into Premier Fitness and it was like I you probably had never been there, but it was a it was a hardcore gym. Anyone anyone who who was there could attest to that. Like it yeah. was like you walk in there, weights were clanking. It was all iron weights. Oh, cool! Yeah, um, yeah. all the machines were like like just that simple. Midtown down in Texas or whatever the one. In, Correct. Yeah, like okay. it was it was it was a hardcore gym. Lots of big guys walking around. Guys I didn't know. Um, well, you're 19, right? It's probably, right. It's very intimidating. Yeah, but big dudes. Like, oh, yeah. I mean like guys walking around with huge chests and I was like, wow, look at all these guys. And I can remember I was like a hundred and probably 165, 170 yeah. <laughs> pounds. I was about a hundred, just under 170 pounds at 19. I wasn't a big, big kid. I was just like really lean. Well, and your metabolism probably, my metabolism was yeah. through the roof. Like, That's how I was. I, when I graduated, I was like 155, 162, yeah. just a string, yeah. just a pole yeah. vault. Mm-hmm. That's how I was. I was fit though. Like I was athletic, but I wasn't big by any yeah, stretch. I played, I same idea. I played all the sports. I just didn't have any muscle. I was just, yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
So I walked in, I signed up for a membership and then, and then everything kind of just evolved. What was the there. membership cost? I was like looking oh, back man, at it. I honestly have no idea. Probably like 50 or Cheap enough bucks. that I could afford yeah, it. Yeah, I was, was going to say, yeah. like eight grand a year, <laughs> maybe at the time. Um, so yeah, so I, uh, I signed up for a membership. I started training and then one way or another, I don't really remember how it happened, but I, I heard about shapes opening up on region mm-hmm. um because they just because ironworks correct right ironworks out. was right across the street and i thought well maybe i go to ironworks um don't ask me how i even came up with that idea because i like i said i didn't really know a whole lot of people uh in the industry i met some people at at, at premiere but i always kind of feel like because even when i heard about new gyms it's all about like you meet one person and then they mention it once it's like oh that kind of sounds interesting yeah maybe. like because that's how i ended up in midtown right just, right just through casey casey's yeah. like come work out yeah okay yeah <laughs> like no no second guesses mm-hmm. okay whatever sure for sure yeah and i mean at that time there wasn't a whole lot of gyms to choose from nope right there was no such thing as a box gym i mean premiere would have been like it was as big as as say shapes Naren. yeah but it wasn't a box gym i think it was like a privately owned yeah uh, that's how i imagine a lot of them in fact i think there's a guy point. but i think mark myers actually owned it to be oh honest. really oh, i'm pretty okay. sure oh. yeah i'm pretty sure I know he had his hands in the gym scene in the supplement business that started Myers Drugs. Yeah, that's, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was his gym, but anyways. So then I ended up making the switch over to to, uh, to Shapes Nairn, mm-hmm. and uh, and then the rest is history. I, I never ended up really getting a membership at Ironworks. I would go back and forth, but I, I got the membership at, at then, Shapes. Because I remember then Ironworks closed, and I think yeah. Shapes yeah, they bought it. a lot of their equipment or something. Brought someone over, was yeah. telling me, yeah. Because, yeah. well, I mean, it's just going to sit somewhere, right? Shapes, exactly. Shapes can capitalize on it. Why not? Yeah. But they, I used to go over there for Shakes. They, they had a Shake bar at man, Ironworks. That's so cool. I wish more places did that. That's so sweet. I know. It was nice to have them like, in their in the States, man, like, or when I went down to Vegas, uh, like they had a whole food bar. You yeah, left and you could get a salad, you could yeah. get chicken and yeah. right. You like, they microwave your food for you. Yeah. It's so nice. I don't know why more people don't do that. Well, that it's was sort of a thing I of the guess. past. Like, it, it, I don't know if you remember, but shapes actually had that in between the male and the, or the, uh, the co-ed and the male side or the, not the male side, on, the co-ed and Nair? the female side. On Nair? Yeah. I've yeah. only ever been there when it was just co-ed. I oh, don't remember okay. it ever being the split. I was yeah. probably way too... I mean, yeah, I'm there sure was, I uh, saw it, but to remember it, I was... They had a little store slash um, juice bar, like shake bar. Mm. And uh, Brad Polition was the guy who owned it, him and his wife, I believe. And so you could go in there and, and you get like, they had like bananas and all different frozen yeah, foods oh, and yeah. different types of protein powders. Yeah, that's cool. And and then, you, yeah, you can you could have a shake after your workout. I wish, so, more, yeah. I wish more places did that, but I mean, it's, it's probably stupid expensive. I'm sure it probably is. Yeah, I mean, But still, you charge five bucks for a shake, you're making probably $4, 3 or $4 on it, Easy. right? Like well, powders, I mean, you're buying... It, pretty much, it usually works out to probably a buck golf. 50 or $2 yeah. per scoop, right? Yeah, and then yeah. if you charge an extra 3 or 4 bucks, for a mm-hmm. banana and spinach in it or something you know what yeah. I mean like maybe maybe I'll dive if I get bored and when I'm older and I retire I'll just <laughs> open up a smoothie bar somewhere maybe you know what though I mean even that like now I don't even have smoothie I don't even have shakes after my workout that's the only I food yeah I eat but then like uh like I'll have cereal but yeah. I'll put a protein shake in it instead of the milk I'll take a scoop of isolate look at you go. so that's yeah that's my treat right but i but it kind of defeats the purpose because i'll have a protein shake but i'll use lucky charms as my cereal yeah see i would rather just put chocolate milk <laughs> see and so <laughs> what i do way, but, man, protein. It's, but then i'll have a gainer shake in the morning i but shakes is really the only because i'm lazy and i know that it's just quick especially at work if i only yeah. have 15 minutes yeah. to eat i don't i can't run to the microwave eat in 15 minutes like i'm a, such a slow eater yeah for sure yeah so it's, I, it's, it's quick and easy and it's to me like i because i live at home so i don't pay for all my groceries so if i go get a shake it's kind of my 
my offering of like, well, I'm not taking your food. This is my food. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, eventually yeah. when I move out on my own, it'll, I'll have to figure it out somehow. Well, but. and then, so, you know, when you're living on your own, like, I mean, I spend probably well over $600 a month on food. Oh yeah. Um, and that's, you know, I got, I got kids to feed and yeah, and, yeah, exactly. I got an international student living with me. Oh really? Feed. That's cool. Yeah. 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 So I mean, it's, and then when my daughter that she, when she's in BC and when she comes, uh, and spends like the summer or whatever Christmas mm-hmm. and it, that amplifies it even more. I yeah. mean, all oh, these kids are hungry. I'm hungry. Everyone's yeah. hungry. So now, yeah, it's, it's, it's complicated. So it can, it can definitely make it, make it pricey. So way. when did, when did, um, moving to shape? So like, when did the, turn into like uh, getting on a diet like did you get a coach so, at the time no when... no 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 no. i didn't even know who a, what a coach yeah. was like there were no coaches around that i knew of there were no coaches because I, I have, I have training, your history here like i googled it i yeah. think this is accurate it says 2012 novice was your first show correct okay so yeah, cause yeah. It's, okay then it is yeah. right there's only four shows on here i thought there now, keep in mind like i started training at premier fitness in 99 yeah that's crazy so right. then you would have yeah so then that would have been took you almost what 32 would have been was that another? Is was, that the math? Thirty-one yeah, or thirty or thirty-one? Thirties, yeah. When I wow. earned my pro card, so that's so did why you train, I always, did. You train to compete for that ten no, years, or was no. it just so? Okay, so <clears throat> I start training at Shapes. Yeah, uh, I meet and and I like I said, I had no friends from like school and stuff that trained. Uh, I started meeting guys yeah. at Shapes. Oh, I yeah. met a guy by the name of I called the Big Easy. Uh, oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Hairstylist. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know him. So mm-hmm. he became one of my best friends, and still to this day is one of my. Best oh, yeah, friends. I always yeah. Oh yeah. Right. So I started training with him and, and at the time, like I looked at him like, dude, you're huge, man. The guy yeah. had like 21 inch arms and like, he just he's had still this, a big boy. He's still yeah, a big yeah. boy. And I mean, you know, at the time he was like 12 or 13 years older than I was. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I was like, dude, you're old man, but you got this great physique and blah, blah, blah. So he kind of became sort of my first role model. Yeah. Um, besides like looking at pictures of my dad when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and so I sort of looked at that and I started training with him and then some other guys came into the picture and, and then it just, I was training seven days a week. Like I, I, I've, I'm an OCD kind of guy. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I, I pay attention to detail. And for me, it became a therapy, like, oh, well, all kind of, like my life was going to shit in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was going through these phases in my life. And so the gym became a therapeutic thing and it became a, a, a social club. And it also became a place where I could exercise my, my, my artistry, my artistry. And as much as like your life can seem like it's falling apart, the gym is something you control. Correct. So you have a bad workout. Yeah. That's your fault, right? Yes. That's, that's but one thing I, I really liked it about sure. it too. I didn't really think of it that way though. Like competition, you asked about the competition thing. I had never even once thought about competing. Mm -hmm. Never. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anyone that competed. I knew nobody that competed. Yeah. And especially back then too, probably wasn't as popular as it is now. Not not only was it not popular. If you ask anybody, like I think it went through a lull when I first, when I got like in the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, mid 2000s, like there was, I didn't know anyone that competed. Like Mm -hmm. at the gym, like, didn't know anybody, especially if you're going to a gym by yourself. Like you, you wouldn't know. But even when I started competed. meeting guys, like yeah, over yeah. that decade, I didn't know anybody that competed. Wow, I didn't. Not that I not. And if I did, I, I mean, so it wasn't something we could talk about. Yeah, like you it had was, no experience, competition no knowledge was, of it. No, yeah. there was such a small niche that we're competing. Yeah, it was a small little Very, sport. Yeah. Right. And I mean, obviously, it, I grew within that ten years well, to what it is now. For sure. I mean, as the internet and social media. Oh, well, I guess you were pre all that. I, I was pre all that. Yeah, so yeah, you didn't have all that you know, all that shit in front of you, mm-hmm. you know, stimulating your senses about competing. So comp- competition was never a thing for me. It was always just about, uh, I was just into the artistry of, of I like the feeling. I like the pump. I like the way I, I like the, I like just, you know, pushing myself and exhausting myself. And, um, and that was sort of, that became my addiction. Uh-huh. So that became my artistry. Mm-hmm. And, and I was, that was sort of my creative outlet. Um, so I didn't really translate into com- competition, uh, up until literally, 
like three days before the novice show. Wow. Three days. I, did, I literally, three four days. days before the novice show, Jeez. I had not even once thought, didn't even cross my mind to compete. So literally you just did four days before someone like, I oh, did what, a three day prep. What made you want to do it? Just someone out or you see a poster somewhere? So I was doing passing? a photo shoot with pink elephant photography, okay. Casey and Jojo. And at the time I was into like, I was already doing like some fitness related stuff. Like, the, the, more the fitness modeling, right? That aspect, sort of like the of fitness it. modeling. I was working with Kaizen and Shazad there, um, body logics. I did some stuff for them. Uh, and now, did they approach you or how did you yeah, get Yeah, they approached that? me because I was already, I was just a fit guy in the gym. Oh, cool. I was just a fit guy in the gym. I had already kind of developed a pretty decent physique over the years. And especially when you're um, skinny, putting on muscle, it's, you always kind of were lean. You're putting, you're yeah, over the 10 always years, putting on lean muscle, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Like year after year, just through just through natural progression of yeah. lifting and eating, yeah. I was growing and, and aging, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's I went from about 170 is. pounds to probably maybe 195. Yeah, see, that's a lot. In 10 yeah. years. Yeah. So that's like 25, then that's like 100% natural, yeah, hardly yeah. any supplement, supplements. Yeah. Um, and so it's just time. Mm-hmm. Like, so, but yeah. it never really, I never had the pressure to get big or get huge yeah, until I got... Yeah, because you didn't want a computer to know about right, it. Right, until, yeah. until later, until like maybe like 2010-ish. In that in that time frame, because then that's when I guess social media would. That's come when everything started picking yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Then you start, you know, a lot more of the. You start seeing a lot more of the, you know, the stuff that you see in gyms and and big guys walking around. And so yeah. So when that. when you did those photo shoots and stuff, were they making you do any like, uh, like uh, cutting water or anything? Did I, they, I would, just do, anything I, I would do that on my own based just, on the sort of stuff that I learned along yeah. the way. All I did really did was I would diet a little bit, probably use some ephedrine and yeah, yeah, and, ECA, and then, yeah, 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 yeah. And I did some stuff for Cosmo television, like Cosmo TV, Cosmopolitan TV in Toronto. Oh, cool, that's cool. I did some like a bachelor search thing. And, oh no, wait, and, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that must have been fun. <laughs> it was a good time. It was good. They paid for everything, so I was oh, spend yeah, a weekend who in Toronto. Cares? Yeah. Um, Basically, to just walk around in my underwear, it was, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was every yeah. every kid's dream, right? Yeah, yeah. So then, 2012, you did, you won, says first place. Yes. How many people were in it? Well, let me tell you the story. Yeah, for, okay, let, yeah, let me yeah. just backtrack. Do, do, do the four-day prep here. <laughs> okay, so I had 2009, 2010, I went and did a reality show mm-hmm. in um, in Las Vegas, uh, an ABC sure. reality show. It was called, it, it was called uh, The Face of Vegas, uh, but... That's what we thought it was. What it actually was was True Beauty. So I did this reality show. And then um, I had already been What fit. was it called? True Beauty? True Beauty. Yeah, season two. Season two. So I did that. And then uh, that's a whole other story. I could go <laughs> on for days about my experience there. Um, so I do this reality show and then I come back. And at that point, I'm like, I'm, I'm training hard and sort of bodybuilding was sort of growing on me. It was evolving. And I wanted to sort of push, you know, getting bigger and putting on more size. And so then I was doing these photo shoots. I was just, a, I could show you pictures, but I was just like a sort of a fit, like just a fit guy. Craig right? Franzik, 29, retail manager, Winnipeg Canada. You got <laughs> then, third place. Good third for place. you. I got to the finale. Wow. I made it right to the end. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, look I at only you. lost because I was Canadian. Oh, really? I was the only Canadian on the oh, show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, that's hilarious. Yeah. Texas, Florida. Wow, good for you. Yeah, That's New so Jersey. cool. Yeah, yeah. Was did, a good time. did you did I guess you would have made money from that, right? Made some money, yeah. yeah I didn't cool. win. If I would have won, I would have got a hundred grand. So I was like I was oh, like bummer. One, You're no, right there, man, right? One right episode there. away. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah, so that sort of evolved. Man, into, I'm gonna read this later. It yeah, breaks down each could, episode, man. Yeah, you could probably find the episodes. It's pretty funny. Oh, that's hilarious. It's man, funny that's so funny. 
when I actually did the show when we got back, my one of my buddies was like, "We're having it. We're having a true beauty party," and and they were like we'd have like twenty five people sitting in a room watching, and I I didn't even know because <laughs> they ended it how they want, party? right? Yeah. So yeah. you're just doing the show like you're living, eating, sleeping, oh, yeah, and breathing the experience. The I have no idea how yeah, they're doing yeah. it. All I do, all I'm just going through my day, and you, you just you basically just you you basically are owned by the production. Yeah, company. that's what I thought. Yeah, the yeah. production company owns you. Mm-hmm. You give up everything. Everything, your phone, your wallet, nothing. That's well, like Big Brother now, Correct. right? Yeah. Same thing, same thing. So then, you know, you have no idea how it's going to look in the end. Jeez. So I'm sitting there like just sweating bullets. I'm like, oh man, what are they going to show here? You know, half the time they're feeding the you, way al- they they edited, feed you they... alcohol. Every time you go out, they're feeding you, you know, Grey Goose. Oh, because they want you to loosen up, right? Oh, want you to loosen hilarious. up and have fun, right? So that, you know, the more they can get you to drink, the more stupid the crazier you to you're going to be, yeah. right? So that's wild. Yeah, it was pretty fun. You can look that up. Yeah, oh yeah, after it will. So I do that come back and then I'm doing this Kaizen stuff and I'm downtown with Pink Elephant. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a photo shoot, like literally in the middle of the photo shoot, Martin Paycheck walks in and says to me, Hey man, like, he's like, have you ever thought about competing? And I'm like, no, <laughs> not at all. Like <laughs> he's in, like, in what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, there's a bot, there's a show, there's a MABA show like in coming up in, and uh, he's, he's like, you should do it. And I'm like, no, man. I'm, not, I'm not into bodybuilding. At all, like I'm not like I'm not into competition bodybuilding. And you probably thought it was like this: the man bikini. Yeah, I'm not getting up there in a, in a yeah. thong and like flexing. That's guess, not my thing. Because did you even know what yeah. men's physique was then? No. Yeah, see, okay, I had okay. never even heard of men's physique. Yeah, true. I, all I knew was bodybuilding. That was one of the right? first years I think it actually. I think it happened, was the yeah. first year in Canada. Yeah. Um, I think it was the second year in the U.S. First year in Canada. Mm-hmm. So he's like, dude, man. He's like, you know, you should really think about doing the show. He's like, you got a great look. He's like. You should do the show. Yeah, I'm when like, you do have that, pretty much that men's physique. Yeah, I had yeah. that like that pretty boy, yeah, like California boy look. Right? Glor- glorified beach body, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So he's like, you should do it. And I, I was already sort of in shape for the photo shoot. And he's like, you know, all you'd have to do is cut your water, basically. And I was like, ah, I, he, I'm like, when's the show? And he's like, it's like this Saturday. <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's I'm like, it's like, it's like Wednesday night, Thursday. <laughs> and he's like, oh, he's, I'm like, you know what? Let me think. I, I don't, I don't really think I'm into that. Let me think about it. And then that's when he said, oh, yeah, hey, there's this new men, there's this new yeah, men's yeah. physique class. It's like His last ditch to try and get you to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, there's this new men's physique thing going on. And I'm like, okay, all right. I'll, you know, so I went back and I, I looked it up. And I told him, you know what? I'll get back to you on this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, let me think about it. So I went back. I looked it up. I looked at men's physique. And all I could do is I found a few videos with like Sadiq Kajovic and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, <clears throat> you know Anton Antipov and a lot of those Ooh, guys. you are young. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. That was the... That's the one I won there. Yeah, that was the first show. So that's Mason Edward Stewart. This guy? No, no. The guy on the right. That's the guy that does sick physique. Is that who that is? I believe. He looks like No, no, no. I don't think so. No, no, no. He He looks like the guy. So Mason Mason and I. So let me give you a little bit of story here. So we do this show. So I'll I'll, I'll lead into this show. So then Martin, he he leaves. Yeah. And uh, let me get to that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you that story. Keep going, keep going. So... I, uh, We're only like half an hour in, man. We can okay. go for like another hour, hour and a half. Okay. I don't care how long it takes. Okay. So. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll hurry things up. No, I, I, have a t- I have a tendency to rabbit trail. It's one of my one of my many. Oh things. no! I, <laughs> rabbit trailing is one of my favorite things to do in this podcast. How many times I've, been, sure. I've started a topic and then half an hour goes by? We're like, oh, what was what was even the original question? And then yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah, screw yeah. it. We'll just keep yeah. going. Well, that's when you get into the best conversation. That's exactly right. right. Okay, so. Um, Martin leaves, and I'm like, I'll get back to you. So I went home. I looked it up online, and I, like, I started like, you know, okay, <laughs> can I do this? Like, yeah. I started looking at the quarter turns and stuff. And I'm like, 
all right. I mean, it seems easy enough. Like, and yeah. at that time, like the, the posing wasn't anywhere near what it is One, now. No, no. It was just basically boom, quarter turn, boom. Like it was really easy. There's no easy middle stuff. flowy parts. No, yeah, there's yeah. really no posing involved. It's just sort of hitting that, hitting the pose, right? Yeah. Um, transition was nothing. There was, I don't even think transitioning was a, was a, was a thing yeah. at that point. Um, it hadn't, it hadn't evolved quite yet. Right. Right. So anyways, I looked at it and I thought to myself, you know, whatever. And my, 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 uh, my girlfriend at the time, I'm like, Hey, you think I should, uh, think I should do this? She's like, well, why not? You know, give it a shot. And I'm like, okay, you know what? All right. So I texted him. It was like Friday morning. I was like, okay. I was like, you know what? I'll do it. I was like, yeah, yeah. I said, I'll do that. He's like, okay, come down today at noon for, for weigh-in or something like that. And I'm like, okay. All right. I said, what do I need to bring? He's like, just come. And so I showed up and he's, and Martin was like, you know what? Don't worry about this. I'll take care of you. I'll, I'll cover, awesome. I'll cover cool, everything yeah. for you. I mean, it showed, it showed his faith in, I guess, oh, my, totally, you know, yeah. really wanted me to get there. So, um, he's, and I didn't even have a pair of shorts. I, I showed up with no shorts. I didn't even know what to expect. I'd never been to one of these things before. Yeah. So like I said, I had no desire to compete. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't anything that even had crossed my mind. So I, uh, I think, uh, Barry had, um, a oh, pair yeah, of shorts in his yeah, bag. Yeah. He had oh, a wow. pair of shorts in his bag, and he's like, "Here, just take these." He's like, "Don't worry, about you just take these, and you can put them on or whatever, or show them." So I went, I went through the the check in. Yeah, yeah. I, I showed them the uh, the thing, and I'm like looking around. Like, this is a little weird, you know. These people flexing. And just, yeah, I thought it was hilarious, right? This uh, stereotypical thing, like yeah, like the guy in the in working out and doing like flexing in the mirror while he's training. It was like, oh, this is cheesy, but whatever. So I, I did it, and I kind of I at that point I was like, you know, that's whatever. I'll just kind of embrace this and go with the flow. And the guys at Gorilla Jock were really cool. I hung out behind their booth, and so I went through, checked in, got my number, and then uh, and then so that was it. I was like, okay, I'm doing this. All right. Wow. So I went back, and I was just that night. I was like doing some practicing on the posing and uh, and figuring out like, okay, what do I even, what am I, what do I even do here? Like, yeah, yeah, show, yeah. What do I take? How do I eat? Like, what do I do? So I just kind of like, from what I recall, I just kind of winged it, and just from what I knew, and uh, just kind of went with the flow watch everybody else with their doing. Mm, yeah. So, geez. so that's what I did. And, and then that led to me ended up winning that show. I actually won the show with a, at, at a perfect score, which was Jeez, I thought wow. crazy. I was like, that's pretty intense. So I beat Mason. Mason came yep. in second to me. Right. Yeah. And Mason had a great physique. He was just like a naturally strong guy. It was mm-hmm. a power lifter background. Oh, cool. He had an awesome physique. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we ended up actually after this collaborating a little bit, like working out and stuff oh, like cool, that. Yeah. But, um, so this, this show here, I won. He scored second to me. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, I won the show. Why don't I just keep going? So world qualifier was like three weeks later. And so I did the world qualifier and he beat me. That's Mason. CBBF? Uh, the world qualifier was the world quali- – oh, what was that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's CBBF. Yeah, yes. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the IFBB Pro World Qualifier. Oh, IFBB. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. CBBF is the is the progression to nationals. That would have been twenty twelve. Uh, same year. It's all in the same year. Twenty twelve. Okay. All those shows are in the same year. Let's see if I can even find it. So I basically was like, I jumped in and just and just delved into it. Uh, provincial? No, no. There's no photos. Okay. Well, so he ended up beating me. Oh, wow. He got a perfect score. This oh, was like three wow. weeks later, and I'm like, I was thinking to myself, like, how did he beat me? I'm like, I just beat what, him. What did you beat him on the first time? Because it looked like you were a little bit, little bit more full, where he was a little bit more yeah, like, he slender. Was, he, I think, I mean, it's hard to tell in those pictures because we weren't we were posing. Yeah, but I think what my advantage was there, uh, even though it may not look it, I was actually I was fairly full, and yeah. when I was in my side pose and or when I was doing my front 
my front pose, um, the V taper looked pretty, pretty good. And you're my work, chest was, you're was, working your angles and you don't even know it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I have pictures that I did cause I did a photo shoot with pink elephant behind the scenes cause they, yeah, yeah, okay. they work with, with MABA or they used to. Um, and so I did about, like I did about like, yeah, uh, cause he, he looks leaner, but you look Correct. bigger and a little bit more round, like more, more round. Yeah. Where, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I right? think, I think they just liked at that show, they liked my overall package just yeah. a little bit better than what Mason had to offer in that particular show. And it just flipped. And then, yeah, that's the next crazy, show. They yeah. liked his package better. So he ended up beating me and won his pro card. So he was the first guy to win his pro card in Manitoba. So I'm like, so that put a little bit of a fire under my ass. I'm like, Ugh, oh yeah, it's his second yeah. place physique tall, and then yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So then I was like, oh man, this guy just beat me, and I beat him. So I kind of it made me think, okay, maybe I should do the next show. So I thought, okay, well, let let me do the next show. So then I did ended up doing provincials, uh, which I ended up winning again. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. Yeah. So then that's Mr. Manitoba too, right? They did that the for Mr. You? Physique Manitoba. Mr. Physique Manitoba. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I did that and whatever. So I got that, and then uh, and then it was nationals. So I, I, I won that. People were just really encouraging me at that point to like, you know what, do the nationals. You already made it this far. And I'm you like, kind of went not? two why for not? three. Why not? Yeah. Like you're good at it, Correct. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I figured, you know what, I just thought to myself, because I was contemplating just not doing it and saying, screw it, whatever. I'll just end with this. Because yeah. like I said, bodybuilding had not, wasn't really a passion for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, um, I just kind of rode the wave is the best way to explain it. Um, and then, and then I ended up doing, it was in Westminster, BC. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, so you got to travel and make a vacation. For sure. And I would say I had my worst physique of that. Of, really? Yeah. Because I had no idea what I was doing. Number one. Number two, it was my fourth show in like a span of like five months. So I was like, I was exhausted. I was burnt out. My training, my eating, like I was on point. Um, I had, before that show, I, I went out to Halifax and I slipped for like four days. And so when beer. you did your... Novice show, no coach. Mm-hmm. When you did CBBF again, no coach. I had no coach, and then for uh, I had. I worked, I worked with a guy who had a little bit of experience in diets, and he was kind of like just guiding me a yeah. little bit, pointing in the um, right direction, more or correct. less. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he would. He was like, you know, giving me like a template diet plan that he would that he would have done. So I was like, okay, I'll just take that, and I went kind of went off that. Very novice. Um, so no coach at all. Jeez, that's a, that's so impressive too. Yeah. So. <laughs> In fact, I went to nationals with no coach. Jeez. Yeah. That's so, insane. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to your own. That's that's why I'm such an advocate for your own work ethic, your own determination, your own drive, your own discipline. That, mm-hmm. only, that can only come from within. Oh, totally, That doesn't yeah. come from anybody. Else. Nobody can give that to you. You can pay thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. You will never get... The, the secret to success by paying somebody you can't you won't get there you it has to come from within oh totally yeah you know it comes from the lessons that you learn grinding every single yeah, day oh, that's oh. what makes you good at anything include and especially bodybuilding i think the biggest part for me getting a coach was like yeah i can do it all on my own i can do my own research i'm smart enough now it's accountability. I'm, it i want someone to be if i don't want to do it i'm yeah. just not gonna go do it you know what right. i mean but if i'm if like when I had Albert, it was like, if I don't do it, man, I'm disappointing him yeah. now. I'm disappointing the Correct. clients he has. It's like, accountability. Yeah, and that's what I needed out of it, right? Exactly. Than just the- and I recognize that even when I was coaching guys. Like, there's nothing that I could give uh, somebody that would give them the mm-hmm. secret to success. Mm-hmm. It's something that they have to find within. And at the end of the day, that's what it all comes down to. And as a coach, you're just and I'm not anti coach. Right I actually yeah. believe in coaches uh, at the right times for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally wouldn't 
myself, I wouldn't have a coach all year round. I don't feel like I need it. Yeah, but well, year round, no. Like, it all comes from within me. For me, it would be accountability leading into For me, show. it's pretty much the last three weeks when like, Correct. you change yeah. your diet almost right. daily. You're changing your water daily. Right. Because what happens cardio, is, is you become too reliant on somebody else to try and get you there. And then when it doesn't end up the way you think it should, you blame you have someone to blame. As opposed to looking in the mirror and just saying, you know which what, is I, something, I in, yeah, which is apparently something in this city that everyone loves to do is just blame other of people. Of course, but well, it's, it's not just in the city. It's I'm sure you find that globally. Oh, yeah. um, that's just human nature. Human, yeah, oh, yeah. human nature is to blame uh, blame others for for their own affliction. And which is a level of maturity too. Like it's a level of, day, of maturity. At the end of the day, if I know I screwed up, it's like well, humility. You know, and I screwed up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You have to admit There's it. There's a like, lack of humility. Um, I would say in the fitness scene as a whole. So as a lack of, with that lack of humility and accountability, you're always going to blame somebody else for your own problems. Yeah. And which is disappointing, but you yeah. know, you know what I mean? What are you going to do? Well, as long as you're not like that, that's all that matters. You can't control how other people act. And again, that's just part of, you know, doing it, doing one show and realizing, Hey, you know what? This guy was better than me. That's, it is what it is. And for me, when Dawson, or when, uh, uh, Mason Edward uh, beat me. It just sort of put a fire in my ass. I knew I knew that I ha- had what it took, you know, what it oh, took yeah. to beat him. I just had to prove myself. And so you, then I went and, on. I did. The, and I you did, did it once. I did right? nationals. So. Yeah. So leading into nationals, I, I go to Westminster. I fly there. Um, and uh, there was like I think there was like twenty eight guys in the show or somewhere around that. And backstage, I mean, there was some big dudes. I remember looking around. I'm like, holy shit, these guys are. Was big. there any like really famous people when you were competing at all, or not in nationals? I no. didn't. No, no one that I knew. Like not no one that's competing now and you're like, man, I was backstage with that guy or nothing like that. Well, when I was on – yeah, like when I earned my pro card, yeah. I completed in my pro shows definitely. Like when my first pro show, guys like Sadiq was there. Um, God, Anton Antipov was there. Oh, wow. Mark Flex Anthony was there. Um, all the all the top guys that you know of except for Bundia. I don't think he had earned his pro card yet. Right, yeah, Bundia yeah, yeah. hadn't earned his pro card yet. Um, so there was, there, was, there was a lot of guys at that show and all of them from like – from like New York and like yeah, New that's Jersey. That's so cool. And, yeah, and that was Miami was your first pro show you did, right? No, New York. New York. Okay. I did the New York pro. And that was that was a quaint, small little show. Great energy, good feel. Uh, backstage with all the big boys. And New York's like, such a cool We were all backstage too. together. And there was that's just so bodybuilding cool. and men's physique. And like I think that was only it. Bodybuilding and men's physique and maybe two uh, no, it was bodybuilding and men's physique. So there wasn't a lot of guys in the show. What was the time frame between pro card to So your I earned New my York pro card show? in Westminster. I think I did uh I earned the pro card in September. I did the New York did I did the New York Pro uh the beginning of 2013. Oh, okay. So I did it it was like a few months, handful of months later. Maybe four or five months, I can't remember exactly. I'm trying to look it So up. it was all I did all five shows within a year. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, and earned <laughs> <Jesus>. my pro card <laughs> and did a pro show. So the pro show was was great though. Like I mean, the guys were all super nice. Like meeting Sadiq, he was kind of a newbie at the time too. Um, yeah, was and great guy, super good guy. In fact, I remember I was gonna get out. I was I was we were, we were all pumping up in line, mm-hmm. and I still had my ring on, my grandfather's wedding ring. Oh, on. Yeah, I, yeah. I never take off. Yeah. And he's like, dude, man, you might want to take it off. They'll score against you for that. Really? Yeah. So oh, he even wow. had the cut. And this is like I was my first time. Like he was, so he was nice enough to say, you know, you know, no jewelry. Yeah, and, good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I took it off, put it in my pocket, and went on stage and did my thing. Interesting. And that show, I I looked better at, in New York than I did in in the, at the nationals but 
<clears throat> I still didn't know. Like, my posing sucked. Like, I still had <laughs> I still had no idea what I was well, doing. Did the posing evolve since your show? Like, did you notice it getting better at a pro level? Or is it still just... Oh, it was getting better at a yeah. pro level. But so when I, when I was in New York, I was just watching guys pose. Like, yes, for sure. Like, as I was doing the pro shows, it evolved. Um, it evolved. evolved. It got better and better. I could see that guys were working on it. Mm-hmm. I was like, lot. But as a Canadian, I was the only, I was the only uh, pro in, in Manitoba. So I didn't know anybody. Nobody could give me any, no one here knew anything about men's physique uh, at a level that I could be comfortable with. I would have had, I didn't really. Yeah, because pretty much you're at the top. You're at the top, right? So. I was at the top. I knew more about anybody else in Manitoba. Like, at that time, yeah. I knew more about men's physique than anybody else because I had experienced it. Yeah. I was watching these guys pose. Mm-hmm. But our posing was was very amateur. Oh, yeah. Even even in New York. From but then I Miami, now, when I went to Miami. like seems amateur. Yeah, and even my posing now isn't probably i'd have to really work on my pose if yeah. i went back on stage again i'd have to really work i would work for six months building a routine oh yeah but and i you know i and i i know i could do that i just i never invested the time before to do that but it's now it's evolved right oh. now i see people they get like i've seen the ones at the pro shows they get like um <clears throat> they get a walkout but it's like almost a 30 second they get more time now. yeah it's so you insane. how it started is you walk out because it was different yeah when when i from nationals to the pro it was different uh, you go out, you hit your mark, do do your front like your your mark pose, and then you walk out, and then do your quarter turns. Your quarter turns. But now it's it's sort of evolved to a point where it's not even really quarter turns anymore. It's more so just hitting like it was so you know, fast when I did it. You did went to the back, you hit one immediately, the yeah, fastest pose yeah. I've ever hit in my life. I pretty much just yeah, no time to even. Around, there was no yeah. and then I did one pose, and then you're okay, and then yeah. they called the next guy already. I'm like, yeah. well, god damn it! Like yeah, so basically they were scoring you on. Your, your call outs. They weren't yeah. scoring you based on you walking out. They would, so as a judge, and, and I, I don't know this for sure, but I'm going to assume this. They're looking at guys walk out. You can tell as guys are walking out, who's the top five. Oh yeah. You can tell like right off the bat, you can tell just by looking at guys. And maybe that's because you have already a preconceived notion. Uh, maybe Stage it's because presence. somebody walks out and looks really good and mm-hmm. has that right. That just some people just have that presence, right? And I think mm-hmm. for me, like uh, one of my biggest strengths is I had a good stage presence. I had a great smile. Um, you know, I I I looked happy all the time. Yeah. I looked comfortable. Um, and You're I didn't. A good looking I, guy up on stage. Like, correct. It's like, yeah, you know, but just they, even they even more so that. than just your looks. Yeah. It's about just being comfortable in your own yeah. skin. And part of that is because I was thirty years old. That's one thing. I, I wasn't really, twenty. Yeah, that was one thing I really wanted to. When I got up there, I wanted to be like, "This is my stage." Like, I love this stage more than anyone yeah. else up here, and yeah. that's one thing I really tried to promote when I was up there. But yeah. obviously, that didn't work. It didn't mean anything at the end of the day. No, yeah, no, it does mean something because you know what? You go out with the right attitude, regardless of how the judge. Because at the mm-hmm. end, it's subjective, right? The judges are going to score you based on that's, yeah. criteria. A judge can only look at you, and, and, and they'll always shorts, judge you like based on their today. own preference like mm-hmm. when you when you're judging a beauty competition you're always going to judge the beauty based on what you think is beautiful yeah right not based on what some template says but based on what you think is beautiful it's exactly how judging works in bodybuilding what i think it should be if to a point like obviously there'd be rules and regulations to this but you should have the picture of all the olympias all the mr olympias or misses whatever and when you do men's yeah. physique who looks the closest to jeremy buendia today that guy does. He Correct. wins. That's how so, really let me it tell should you a little, be a template. Let me tell right? you a little yeah. story. I was I was at a uh, um, when they had when they this whole switch went from oh, the IPB and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. So I, they had a local thing here at the uh, at the uh, um, sports center, okay, um, just downtown. And one of the head judges for the IPB was saying that he sat down with some of the local CBBF judges, mm-hmm. and there was a judge. So they had judged the show Men's Physique, and 
afterwards he kind of went to the case. So how did you come up with all your, and they're like, well, you know, this, 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 and this. And he's like, so then he mentioned something about Sidi Kajovic, who was sort of a, a, a big name mm-hmm. at the time. And this judge had no idea who that was. They're like, who's that? So they're judging a men's oh. physique show and they don't even know who's at the top of the game. So how can you judge a show if you don't know yeah, who, who the, it, it, when you, like back in the day when Arnold was on stage, you knew who Arnold was and you compared everything up against Arnold. Yep, everything, so yeah. you compare, when you're a judge, you have to compare the people on stage to the previous winner. Because that's the pinnacle. Like, that's that, the pinnacle. That is the if, best men's right. physique. So how do you judge, world. how do you judge a men's physique? You look at the guy who won. Who's yeah. the guy who won? Jeremy Bundia. Or, you know, now, now, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So now, right, exactly. So you look at the guy who wins and you say, okay, that's the template. So anybody competing is going to say, that's a template that I need to do whatever he's doing. Everyone in the world's trying to look like that guy. Right. Everyone who does men's physique You do what you can do do to make your own body, right, look, use that template for building your own physique and judges have to do the same thing. Yeah, which is such a bummer that they don't. Because one person would be like, one person have sick calves, but then... One judge is like, mm, the calves are too big. Where the next guy says, Correct. oh, they're great. Yeah, like, because he loves calves. Yeah, Maybe he's I a guy see. who's like, calves are all what it's all about, right? So then they're going to judge. They're all, right. So <sighs> it's, it's like, like, he's got blue shorts, but I like the red ones better. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like the contrast. Or that <laughs> yeah. guy stripes and it's hurting my eyes. Yeah. Right? And, like, you know, meanwhile, he might have a great physique. Which is why I'm doing And that happens lift. more yeah. at a higher level. Though. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, again, yeah. But I think at the higher level too, like, because you got Steve Weinberg, who's the are what the, are the head judge in Mr. Olympia, I think now, yeah, right? Right. Yeah. Steve so, Weinberg. Yeah. So at least now he has the final say, right? Like he sets this. He like I'm assuming he probably sets the template. He's the one that tells you to quarter turn. He's the one that. Yeah, he know. he's a guy. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's a head judge. There mm-hmm. is somebody who's kind of on a mic, but after I did my Miami show uh, in South Beach, Miami, um, I went to him afterwards, and I, I thought I had like going out to Miami. I had one of my best physiques. Oh, yeah, well, that was that was the one show I remember. Like I knew who yeah. you were at the time, so yeah. that was the one I was following. And yeah, I I felt that was definitely your your best. That was day. my best look. I still scored like crap, but you know, at the end of the day, I still got on a pro stage, mm-hmm. so, and it was in Miami Beach, so yeah. that's a win right there. But anyways, I went up to Steve Weinberger afterwards, and I said, "So what can I change?" And he's like, "Honestly, you look great. The only thing I would work on is your back." And I thought my back was like my strong point. I'm yeah, like, yeah, and my okay. back was like my back has come up a lot. Like, yeah. I really worked on my back. I really developed a mind muscle connection with my back that was sort of un- unprecedented in my opinion. Like I could, like, un- whenever I got on, I could just, it was like, it was something magical happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's how I felt when I was training for that show. I was training at, at, uh, at McDowell's gym yeah, at the yeah. time. And it was just like, I was like one of the only bodybuilders there mm-hmm. and Jenea Hoffer was oh, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And so like, I had to try and keep up with her. Like she was, she was putting me to shame, <laughs> yeah. but, um, so I was just in this zone, man. I, like, not a lot of equipment there. They just had what you needed. And oh, I was yeah, just in I, this I crazy there, zone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was in this crazy zone leading up to the show. And, and so, that, that's, I, so as I evolved as a competitor and as a lifter, my ability, I mean, my body obviously got better and, and I started, you know, working on my weak aspects and stuff like that. But yeah, so he said my back was my... <laughs> Man, that was such weakest, a slap, I was like, hey, just God, what am I going to do to my dope. back? What do I have to come out like Dorian Yates? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, what am I going to have to do here? I can't roll four plates. What are you telling mm-hmm. me I got to start doing this? Yeah. Well, I could, I, I think I was rolling like three. So but still, that's a, that's a that's lot, a lot of, of weight. 315 pounds to move in perfect form is I tough. was still benching. I was still benching three plates, uh, like three days before my show. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, that's kind of what I like switching over to powerlifting because Casey, the Casey Saunders yeah. got me into it. Yeah. Casey was at, at McDowell's. Yeah. Cause he would have worked was, there at the time. He I think. was just was an employee. He, he was yeah, just yeah, I think, yeah. like a kind of a newbie in, yeah, in powerlifting yeah, yeah. He, at the time. Cause he got me into it. And now I, now I'm starting to realize that like, 
if you screw up, it's not the judge's fault. You didn't do it right. You didn't you know do what it I mean? right, man. You didn't yeah. get your three lights. It's because, yep. well, you took too long or you didn't lock yep. out. That's yep. that's kind of what I'm excited for uh, going into well, it now. powerlifting is a great sport, man. It's 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 hard. It's interesting. And it's um, all, all the on you. Too. There's no subjectiveness. Yeah. There's, well, there's, there's, kind of, there's arguably no diet either, which is kind of yeah. nice. Which makes it, yeah, you just eat what you want. Well, because even I was comparing like, so my show, my, my meet's on Saturday, next Saturday. Yeah. Oh, really? I'm going to the one in Minneapolis okay, with all the guys. Yeah. 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 And I'm comparing it now. I'm like, when I was a week out for my last, for my novice show, I felt like garbage. Getting up was like lightheaded, like just, oh great, um, I get to have one meal today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because I was, when you do your deload or whatever, right? Now it's like, I can't wait. I'm so excited to get this over with. Like, I want to just, I'm pumped and, oh yeah, it's such a, such a change. Yeah. I would say that change. there's nothing really healthy about leading into a bodybuilding competition. Mentally, I, physically, emotionally. Dude, and I, I had probably one of the healthiest preps. And I mean, I know people that had, whether basically their life went to hell in a handbasket, like emotions gone, you know, side effects, like you wouldn't believe they couldn't sleep, night sweats, like yeah. all these crazy things were going on. You Mine know, was really relationships are falling yeah. oh, apart. Yeah, totally, their yeah. girlfriends were leaving them, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they're, they're getting fired at work or they're getting, you know, literally fired or they're getting in trouble at work because mm-hmm. they're, they're, you know, they're emotional wrecks. They're yeah, not doing yeah, anything yeah. at work because they're in, living like a zombie. And a lot of these guys, um, from my recollection, were kind of like so carbohydrate depleted they couldn't even think anymore guys some of these guys were 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 so carb depleted they had been carb depleted for months leading it and i'm like months i'm like dude man, i'm still eating like what yeah you're that lean and you're even, eating like yeah. 300 grams of carbs a day i'm like yeah. even like my lowest yeah, was yeah. like my lowest was still a cup and a half of rice spread throughout the day which isn't yeah. a lot but when you're when that's all you get it's like man this is the best day ever you know what i mean yeah like, i mean if you do it right you should be able to cut your carbs right at the very end and that and that's why i did a much longer prep like i did six, right. 16 or 17 weeks so it was a slower one but the it was so much more controlled yeah because i wanted yeah. to i'd rather come in early than play catch up right yeah because it's easier to maintain Correct. than to exactly you know what exactly. i mean and this way my peak week is easier i'm not dying as much mm-hmm. my water doesn't have to get cut as much you know and and yep. it does help having you know the metabolism that i've had since I was so 12, there's right? some genetic advantages yeah. for sure that will give you that will give you the up but yeah, I, I think, like you said, if you if you just maintain a really good physique, like for me, one of my advantages is that I was older, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I wasn't muscle, 19, muscle so I already had yeah. muscle maturity. I already had a really good... Up here, too. Yeah, yeah, I had a better brain, for sure. I was definitely smarter. Um, I had already had a life and kids and stuff, so I wasn't like... I didn't get totally consumed, and, and I was... Do- at the time, I was doing it on my own, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, like it's, I don't know. It can be a bodybuilding in the fitness industry now is, is it's, I love the, I love bodybuilding with mm-hmm. a passion. Like I, I love the sport, um, but there's a lot of toxicity uh, involved in in the sport now, yeah. for sure. Especially since, you know, Instagram and all that well, stuff. Well, there's too much to capitalize for people, yeah. right? There's so much gain to be had because you're not, you're not just, you're not just dealing with, uh, you're not just dealing with a sport. You're not just dealing with somebody just saying, "Hey, I want to, you know, do a competition." You're dealing with people's emotions directly, mm-hmm. yep. and you're with and literally at the heart, at the core of their human emotion, you know, and their insecurities. Yep. Right. So bodybuilding, in and of itself, as Doreenia said, is a is a sport of insecurity. Most people get into it because they're not secure with their appearance. Hundred yeah. percent. And I, I would say that that's partly as to why I got into it as well. I was never secu- I had insecurities as a young guy. Um, not so so much about my body, but just I think growing up in the in the situation that I did, growing yeah. up in a very legalistic, so like 
all eyes on you, you know, you can never do anything right, sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, there was some insecurity involved in my ability to be able to succeed. So it's a, it's a sport that gravitates towards people who are insecure in general. And when you can capitalize on those insecurities, yeah, it's, it's not, it, it, you know, it's good, it's good money-making potential, mm-hmm. right? But there's it's a lot just, of people that just, get messed up. I always kind of look at it the same as like, yeah, smoking's terrible for you, but that's one of the biggest money-making industries in the world. They capitalize Correct. on giving yeah. people cancer. It's yeah. bad. It's terrible money, but it's a business. You it's know a what business. I mean? Like, yeah, same thing with alcohol, same thing with marijuana, same yeah, thing with all anything, yeah, yeah, anything. Oh, yeah. Doesn't matter what you're dealing with. What turned you from so competing? So you did tw- what was your last show? Was that 2013, 2014? No, no, 2015. 15. What show? That was the Miami. Yeah, it was Miami. Right. Okay, yeah. so that was your last show. Yeah. Did you know that was going to be your last show, or did no, it just kind of? Uh, life so, happened, man. I, yeah. I came home to a, a newborn baby, mm-hmm. um, just born shortly after my boy Caius, and and uh, you know, so I just got lost yeah. and immersed in and in my in those. In that and Caius, and then eventually yeah. my my boy Kieran came along, and so and then it was just about them and 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 my relationship and developing my relationship, um, and then you know panning everything out with my daughter, and then my son moved mm-hmm. back to 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 Winnipeg from Montreal. He'd been out there for ten years, so oh, so I had a really busy life, and mm-hmm. I I just kind of you know I was looking to build, and and even though I still loved the competition and, and when I went to Miami, I thought, you know, I'm going to come back. I'll do the, ne- I'll, I'll do the show the next year. And so, which is why I maintain my pro card and you, know, you have to pay to yeah, maintain yeah. a certain amount every year to pay, maintain your pro card to actually have a physical pro, to- pro yeah, card yeah, yeah. to where you can actually go and compete. Right. right. Um, so, you know, I, I, I maintain it, but I just realized sort of reality kind of hit. I was like, you know what, what's important right now is, is making sure my kids have what they need. If I'm, not present emotionally and physically for five months or six months or if I'm trying to, and, and I knew realistically that if I wanted to do what, if I wanted to become a household name in men's physique, I would have to invest all of my time yeah, into training and competing. Yeah. I'd have to be competing like four five, six times in a year to get noticed so that I can accumulate enough points yeah, to be to, able to, to actually make, to, make, Olympia, to be yeah. able to maybe have a shot at competing in Olympia. And that's a maybe, right? So I knew that that was a reality and if I'd have to give up my life, I'd have to give up my family. I'd have to, and I knew that that would destroy my family. hundred percent. It yeah. wouldn't be good for my kids. So I had to, I, I was sort of at a crossroads where I realized, okay, this is either about me or it's about my, my kids. So am I selfish or am I selfless? And I just decided, you know, I'm going to be selfless. I'm going to give everything to my, to my family and building. The, the best thing I can do is train every day. Yeah. I, I devote myself mm-hmm. and, and that's caused friction in my life from like day one because yeah, I, yeah. I, I've been a gym guy. So like I, that's a prerequisite. And for you, that's just a mental thing. It's a like mental that, thing. It's you, a therapeutic aspect of my gym, life. Like it's going to make it worse. Correct. Down the road, I'm right? somebody yeah. who would deal if I don't have the gym, I have anxiety. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm OCD. Mm-hmm. So the gym is a place where I can, and I'm also very creative. So I, that's my creative outlet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and because I'm so OCD and so structured in my life, it's it makes the gym easier for me. When the it, routine falls apart, then you fall apart. Then right? I fall apart. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and then again, if I fall apart, yeah. my family falls apart. And I guess right? in the background too, like I said earlier, like that's something you control. The gym is you can go in there and do whatever you want. You have something a good I control. You, you have a good workout, that's your problem. I, I, <laughs> that's I honestly have yes, I honestly look at it as as like I'm an artist with a paintbrush and a canvas. Every time I walk in, yeah, just like Arnold said, it, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's 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 never anything that's that's uh, 
there's never a, it, your 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 artistry is or your our piece of work is never completed. It's only temporarily abandoned. Yeah. So day to day, week to week, it's only yeah. temporarily abandoned. And you go back and you just keep working on it, and and that gives me a set a peace of mind somehow mm-hmm. in my life that I know once I'm done that, like everything just feels better. And you know a little bit I mean? a little bit of drive you're working towards something. Yeah, and, it's, it's and, and slow, there's a sense yeah, of purpose yeah. that's involved with it. So even when you get caught up in your own life and and giving and giving and giving mm-hmm. and making sure your kids have what they need and mm-hmm. get to their extracurriculars and it's a financial stress and all this other stuff you know that this is one thing that you can control in your life and it's a place where you have that outlet it's also therapeutics which you can take in and there's way worse things you could be devoting your time I could be self-medicating yeah smoking cigarettes I could be drinking that's another thing I didn't mention back in the day like when I first started when I first started getting into fitness I was I I was living a double life because I had this desire to be fit Mm -hmm. but I was also partying like you wouldn't believe oh, i mean i was partying wednesday thursday friday oh wow like, really? I was, hey, every oh, night i was shit. at the club i was drinking Jeez. i was using drugs i was smoking weed i was smoking cigarettes and i remember the first time i ran on the treadmill and i mean i was always fit i i, I ran and i was like getting that taste of blood oh in my yeah mouth. yeah that, that and i was smoker, like yeah, yeah smokers yeah, thing yeah. and i was hacking and i'm like i'm like i'm young like what what's going on here so i always hated it i hated partying with a passion but i loved it it was a love hate relationship so it took me the gym saved my life let's just yeah, put it wow, this way yeah. because yeah, i could have been a very different path if you it could have been a very different yeah. path because I, because i'm somebody who needs that i self medicate with the gym mm-hmm. with the fitness but if I didn't have that, I'd be, I would have self-medicated as a young guy through, yeah, without through other shit. And I would have been yeah. dead. I, w- I already would be dead. Yeah, so it, it, just like I, how, how I excelled in fitness, I would have excelled in partying. Yeah. And then right? that's kind of the problem too. That I, I always hear, problem. I always hear like for like famous people, documentaries or whatever that like they go a hundred percent no matter what they're doing, no matter what they're and, doing. And it, if that means going a hundred percent partying and drinking, that's, yeah. that's what they do. Correct. Right? That's part of their psyche or whatever you want to call it yeah. that they have to, it's all or nothing. You know exactly. I mean? they, exactly. They're not social about it, which for you, you managed to turn that into something positive well, that's, where now you're a hundred percent family, hundred percent gym. Correct. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And it took me years, man. Like, that's why I always tell people like, don't give up now. Like, just keep working at it. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter how shitty something is, keep working through well, it. There's because always light at the end of the tunnel. No matter there's how always light at the end of the tunnel, is, yeah. no matter what you do. As long as you're, and especially when you want there to be light at the end of the tunnel, you'll eventually find it. It's just so, for some people that's a lot harder to see yeah, it, right? So like, for sure. Some people I talk to, they're like, "Oh, it'll never get better." It's like you know, what? you might not believe that, but everyone it will else never get better if you don't get better. Yeah, and that's the that's problem. How it, right? That's yeah. how it breaks down. Yeah. And that's how, that's the, one of the major lessons that I learned in my life. Because if I was, if I was in the party scene, I was wreaking havoc on my life. I was making stupid choices. There was Mm -hmm. no structure. I was careless in every way. I mean, I had two by that, you know, I had two kids out of, out of wedlock with two different women, you know, so I was living a reckless life and that could have happened 20 times over more. Right. So I was living very carelessly. And, um, so the gym, what that allowed me to do is it, it transitioned into being able to build structure in my life. Mm-hmm. So that structure led into other areas of my life being structured, That's, finding career, yeah. making money, being diligent, learning, yeah, yeah, yeah. learning what I did in business, becoming and getting in sales, you know, learning to utilize, get overcome some of those insecurities that I had as a young guy because of mm-hmm. sort of some stuff that I went through. Um, and then turning that into a pro and then realizing, you know what, I have, a, I, I actually have a huge advantage here. And then, you know, and then it, it was an evolutionary process for me, you know, and it just grew. And, and so it, 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 it takes years for and me. I'm, it wasn't I'm something sure that I knew. Th- like, yeah. Through that maturity too, you realize too, that like 
drinking and partying every night doesn't get you anywhere. It's not a create. It's not like there's not like when you go to the gym, not you're a, changing no. something. The only place right? you get you is you wake up in a stranger's bed. Yeah, and you're like, oh, man, where am I? Yeah, exactly. Where's my or, shoes? Or Where's then, my? You know, I'm missing two hundred bucks. I yeah. feel like yeah. shit. I mm-hmm. did. I can't eat right now because I'm gonna. I'm I just over. spent all the money that I had. Yeah, you know? and now I don't have I, money for gas. I now I got lot, more like, money for. Gas. I got a couple buddies that are going through that too, and it's just. You know, you, you talk to them and they're yeah. like, yeah, I know, I know. You don't know. No, like, you don't. You <laughs> I'm don't. tired of having this conversation with you, you know? like, yeah. Or every time, like, they're like, they're, yeah. they're better now, but it was to the point where, like, they'd be like, hey, man, let's hang out. I'm like, okay, cool. Want to come over? And they come over and they got yeah. a bottle. It's of like, course. Okay, dude, yeah. like, yeah. can't we just play video games? Like, I, yeah. I don't mind having a couple of drinks with video games, yeah. but me, I can have a couple of social drinks and then just be like, mm, okay, I'm good. Because to me, that's, well, I just put $15 down the toilet, right? See, back with them, when, it's, they, yeah. they show up, it's like, it's all or nothing. You know well, that's I mean? how, like, and back in the day, like, I'm not bringing it home, so. Yeah. Oh, that's how it was back in the day, but except that the party favor was blow. Oh, that was geez, the, that yeah, was the hey. big, and you couldn't go anywhere without trying to, yeah. without that stuff being present. So it was like, you couldn't go to a club without it being present. You couldn't go to a party without it being present. Um, it's not like it is now, right now. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit, it's more, meth, it's more messy crap, and stuff yeah. now, yeah. Fentanyl and all that stuff. Oh, hey, geez, do you mind yeah. if I just hit the camera real quick? No, yeah, totally. Okay, yeah, go for pause, it. Man. Yeah, I'll pause, pause it pause. and then, uh... Too much water. I had like, I just came from the gym and I literally drank two liters. Really? Oh, jeez. Uh, okay, cool, cool. So back from the piss break, I'll, yeah. I'll, I wonder if I can crop out because I don't remember when I hit stop. But uh, so when did all? So then you did your partying, you did your competing. Yeah. 2015 was your last show. Yeah, life happened. When did that turn into I want to start coaching? When was that? Uh... Um, somewhere after I believe it was I had already earned my pro card. Uh, I don't really remember exactly how it came to fruition, mm-hmm. but I felt like I had already sort of, um, and people had already said, you know what, Craig, like you have a great physique, you've got a great personality, like you've already accomplished pretty much everything there is to accomplish besides winning a, a pro show and, and mm-hmm. whatever, an Olympia show. Um, so, you know, you, you have the knowledge, why don't you, why don't you coach? And so then I, I, at first I was a little bit hesitant, but that somehow just evolved into me coaching. Yeah. Um, I don't remember exactly, to be honest, how it all came to fruition. From what I noticed, like a lot of people I've talked to through this podcast is like that it just turned into like a couple people just were friends with them. Hey man, like do you mind coaching me yeah, for a like, show? Yeah, like I think and some then, people you know, had already said, hey, like can you give me All of a sudden any... I've got five or six yeah. people and it's like, yeah. okay, like I might be good at this. You know what I mean? Like, cause mm-hmm. I'm sure you'd helped your brother a lot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, he, well, he had me to look up to the whole way through, right? Yeah, he watched yeah. me, he watched my journey. That's true. Um, yeah. And my brother is, he's, he's very much like I am. He's, he's, he has the same like work mentality. Oh, totally. So yeah. he's, he's a hardworking kid. In fact, he's a harder worker than when I was his age. Mm-hmm. He's a harder worker because he has so much more. Like when I was his age, like I was saying, there was no amenities There's, for me. Like yeah. all I had was magazines. There was no internet. There was like, there was internet, but I didn't have like a phone that I could mm-hmm. look at. Mm-hmm. I didn't have, there was no Facebook. There was no IG. There was no resources other than. I mean, I didn't, the only place I knew of even get a protein shake was, was I think, Myers Drugs at the <laughs> yeah, time. Maybe. I and I was just buying mine from 7-Eleven. You could buy wider yeah, shakes at 7-Eleven. Popeyes didn't come. They were 11 years old, so that would have been 2009, 2010-ish, I think. But then so was, I was training was, for 10 years before yeah, exactly, Popeyes yeah. even came into the into play. Gorilla Jack wasn't around. I think the only one that I knew of was, was in fact, I didn't even know of Myers, but Myers. Mm-hmm. And then they had they were selling a few supplements uh, at Ironworks. And, right. Like, okay, you could buy okay. protein powder. But anyways... So, yeah, so that's kind of how it evolved. And then, uh, and then one thing led to another and, and then I, I got a few guys and then the guys that I ended up coaching ended up doing really well and Mm -hmm. looking good. And, um, but you know, I guess I truthfully, like I, so I'm basically retired from coaching. Yeah. Yeah. I don't coach. Yeah. I said, I just, I just, yeah. And one of the biggest reasons I would say it was sort of a, it was a, 
something had evolved. Like it didn't mm-hmm. happen overnight. I didn't just wake up and say, I don't want to do this anymore. But I really started to lose a few things. I started to lose my passion for coaching. Um, I was finding my life to be too overwhelming to focus on other people's stuff. Yeah. And then that's not fair to the people. And it's not to fair help. to them. Yeah. It's not fair to them. Uh, and, and then, you know, there was some other things like on the business side that I wasn't really fond of. I didn't mm-hmm. like, um, and then, um, you know, I just, I think it was sort of just that evolutionary process of just realizing, you know what, I got too much going on. I don't like babysitting. True, I'm not a babysitter. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very impatient. Yeah. And it, I, I was a, so actually I should backtrack because before I got into coaching, I was actually a personal trainer at Good Life Fitness. Oh, okay. So I was a trainer at Good Life Fitness. I had, when I was back at Keniston, I was training at Keniston. It was my home gym mm-hmm. uh, at Good Life. And the, the man, fitness manager there was trying to get me in as like crazy. She's like, you really got to be a trainer here, blah, blah, blah. I saw, we said, no, not interested. I already had a career. Like yeah, I had no yeah. desire. I'm like, I already got a career. I'm making good money. I got everything I need. Um, and then, then I ended up actually going to, uh, over to Regent when it first opened up Okay, yeah, yeah. and I ended up just, yeah, going over as a, as a coach. And I thought, well, you know what, maybe I have, you know, I thought like, I really could help people here. So I was a one-on-one coach and okay. that's how it all started. So I was almost two years as a one-on-one coach at Good Life, mm-hmm. realized that I couldn't make any money at Good Life. <laughs> I had basically taken a massive pay cut and I, I was investing, like I was at work at 6am and I, yeah. I was leaving at 10am or sorry, 10pm. Yeah. So it was a whole you. day. You're there for like 12 You're, hours. And I had, yeah. I mean, I had kids, like I had my, I had an agreement with my daughter. I had to see her Tuesday, Thursday. I had to like, I was missing time with my daughter yeah, to train somebody. It. And I was like, I was starting to get anxiety about this. Like mm-hmm. I said, right. It was affecting my workouts. So the very thing that was my, my, my therapy, that was my art, that was my, yeah, where my way I could express my creativity turned into like, I I didn't want to train. I was like getting, I was still training, but I, you know, it was my, my passion was slipping a little bit and I was like that. So I wasn't too fond of that. And so then I ended up, uh, and I wasn't making anywhere near what I should. And so I went out and I was like, yeah, I got to do something about this. So I ended up going out and getting a job and I was working a job and, and then I was, I was coaching Mm -hmm. or sorry, training at the club weekends and evenings Jeez. and I wasn't meeting their hour criteria and oh, I, yeah. I let that go for about three, four months and then we separated. Yeah. Uh, so that led to people were saying, you know what, we'd love to, you know, work with you, blah, blah, blah. So that led to the coaching thing. It was after that, that I decided. And I'm okay, sure people loved having like, yeah, my coach is a pro bodybuilder. Yeah. I think that was sort of a break. <laughs> yeah, you had right? a selling feature to it's your a selling name, feature. Right? Yeah. Um, but I never pushed it the way I, I never pushed it anywhere near like some of these guys now. If I would have pushed it as hard as 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 I could have, mm-hmm. it could have been something bigger. You but don't strike I didn't. Me as that person that's braggy about it, though, it's like you like no, not at all. It's my pro card. Yeah, yeah, okay, I got one. Where yeah. other people, it's like it's on their name, you know, like blah blah blah. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you say hi, and like, it becomes yeah, their identity. Yeah, oh yeah. My identity is not. In fact, you know, I don't even like. I don't have a ring. No, I don't no. wear it. I don't care. It's you know, it, it's something that I accomplished. I look at it as an yeah, accomplishment, so weird but it like, doesn't define my life. My know, life is defined by you, my children. Yeah, you got into it accidentally and Correct. it's just to you, it's just like, yeah, I did it. And yeah, other people, it's it. like they eat, breathe and sleep it. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I did it. Whatever. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But so, I've been in it long enough to understand how it can It's so humbling you. to see that rather than, you know, being a braggy piece of shit about it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like some, like some of the pros are, it's like, yeah, I get it. But well, not even some of the pros. I would say, I would say, I would say that it's not even the pros that are the braggy pieces of shit. They have something to brag about. Yeah, true, I would yeah. say it's the people on a novice level that are the braggy pieces. <laughs> you know what I mean? These are the people worst, that are that. Man, oh. Yeah, I mean, it's like man, it's like me going and 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 going to um, a jujitsu club, mm-hmm. doing one competition, maybe not even that, maybe just training a mm-hmm. little bit. 
you know, train with Giuseppe or Brian Kelly or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. So I trained with those guys. I go to five training sessions and all of a sudden I'm a pro uh, MMA fighter. Yeah. And I'm talking like I'm the biggest thing in, in town, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's sort of what happens on the bodybuilding scene. It's like because you do one show. For and you prep and you 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 know maybe use a little bit of gear or use some yeah, supplements yeah, yeah. leading into show. All of a sudden now you become the the utmost expert in in the Every, bodybuilding community. Everyone's a coach. <laughs> everyone's a coach. And that was another thing too. Is I saw things. I saw that happening it's more and more and more. Real and more. I was like, Man, like yeah. it's way over. I'm. I got too much pride to have somebody tell me. Oh, you know. You know, I'm gonna go work with that person. I'm like, go ahead. You know what I mean? Like, but don't. I got too much pride. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I've accomplished what I've accomplished because of my my own self determination, mm-hmm. ambition, mm-hmm. discipline, mm-hmm. and drive and passion. Yep. So when I commit to something, I go 110 percent uh-huh. all the time. Doesn't yeah, matter what it then, is. And then especially if you and then if something comes up and you can't give it 110 percent, then that's and then that's, exactly. that's just in the back of your head. I'm Correct. like, well, oh, no, I'm not doing it right. I can't do this right. Yeah. Blah, blah. Yeah. So then that. So then I I, I did my share of coaching. Um, and then it just, I, I basically just had enough and I got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm retiring. I'm now 100% focused on my own fitness. Mm-hmm. It belongs to me now again. Yep, that's it's your personal that, that's to me. That's your baby again. Yeah. That's my baby. I don't have to worry about anybody else. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about what they're doing it, what I ask them to. I don't have to hear the, you know, hear all the other stuff. I just have to focus on me now. And my life. It sounds like you became a fan again rather than, you know, being demanding yeah. to it. It's, it's, it's what it is, how it's done. Yes. Because, like, you still love it. It's not like yep. you have sour taste oh, yeah. about it. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, that, and that's good. Mm. That's that's how it And I made be, some good right? friends. Yeah. And I, and I, you know what? All the people that I ever worked with, I, 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 I love. I mean, they're all, I got to learn a little bit about them, about their lives. And I, lo- I love them all. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, I have no regrets. Uh, when, and w- is it something that I could I could do in the future? Maybe I doubt it, but maybe. Um, there's, I have some other ideas. Something, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would I would rather come back like do a collaborative thing with somebody. But yeah, because I, I mean I'm I'm like you like I don't like the business end. I like just the the art the artistry of it all. Mm-hmm. I also would change a lot of things. I would demand that people do exactly as I say, not just take my advice. But do exactly as I say. And, and again, that's the yeah. point of a coach. Like yeah. I listen to every little thing. But if and it, but and then again, it's like that's a little bit of give and take. Well, like, it is. I mean, if you have, if I'm coaching you and you say, "Hey, you know what? Let's let's look at this." Absolutely. You might know. You know more about your body than yeah, I know. About exactly. Your body. Yeah, you know right, more yeah. about the way you're feeling than I know about the way you're feeling. Or, and then if I send you pictures, it's like, oh, okay, do you want maybe let's try this type of fish rather than, you know, that. Because, like, for me, like, uh, Albert gave me yeah. one time, it was uh, cream of wheat. Yeah. That's disgusting. <laughs> I will not eat cream of wheat. I don't know why. Yeah. It's the same texture as so oatmeal. Good, it's the same. Man. Yeah, but I don't grits, know. I think grits. I had it just, I had it crappy one time yeah. or, like, I forgot oatmeal. It just and wasn't I just, your preference. Yeah, and yeah. then I was like, dude, I'm never eating this again. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And this not happening. You know for sure. what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's not going to happen. Which right? is fine because at the end of the day, there is no, there is no secret formula. You know, a diet is a diet is a diet. You're not like, it doesn't matter it's who you're with. It's the most expensive and shittiest game of trial and yes. error you can do. Yes. It, it drives me nuts, yes. man. And it doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, like, it doesn't it matter who, you, too, whether you hire the most advanced coach that's going to cost you Thousands 10 grand, dollars, 15 yeah. grand, or you hire the most novice coach, the diets are all going to look the same because guess what? We only have a certain type of food that we can really eat. Mm-hmm. You're going to eat chicken. You're going to eat beef. You're going to eat There's only fish. so many sources of There's protein. There's only so many sources have, of protein yeah. you can actually eat. The vegetables are all pretty much the same. And all the sources of fat are going to be the same. Some like, people like sweet potato more. Some people like regular exactly. potato you're more. Exactly. Everyone's yeah. eating the same thing. So yeah, you're right. Like a co- coaching really comes down to sort of accountability. Obviously, and then if you're doing if you're doing a competition, they're obviously to have a coach that has experience. Uh, 
in the realm of competition mm. and competition style diet, that's going to be a huge asset because most people don't have the time or energy to have to worry about that. They need somebody else to tell them, do this and do it. Yeah. And that's where it comes down. And that's to. where a lot of the novice people come from. Like I only done two shows, but like the biggest part <laughs> of it was like, I did all my own posing. Albert, yeah. Albert looked at it and, you know, kind of was like, mm, I don't really like the way that looks, but yeah. again, he's bodybuilding on men's physique. So now when I did mine, I, endless hours of youtube like sadiq i loved his transitions and now you just kind of morph it all into your yeah. own personality right mm-hmm. but that was the only thing that like i loved having a coach just because like if i didn't do it well now i'm disappointing someone else right and my girlfriend was a big help too because she would she would push me as much as she didn't understand it she i wanted me to do good right so yeah. if i didn't do cardio she you know hey you didn't yeah. do cardio yesterday like what are you doing like ah, damn it <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah it's nice yeah. having the corner it's it's a support team is yeah. what you really get out of it yeah. right which is i understand like i don't like the big coaching teams either like whether well, it's like as much as gfit they're the they're the king of it right like to me that yeah. whole big family i like having much smaller little yeah i mean i think three in my corner rather what you're than, buying and gfit has evolved now i think what you're buying now is you're not really buying you're buying a sort of that you're buying into a team. That's what you're, yeah. you're buying into an identity and, and people like that. People want to be part huge, of something, man, especially for yeah. someone who like, for me, I know enough. Now I like having my three team, my three person team. Yeah. I don't need the clothing. I don't but, need the, the Instagram, but you know what I mean? But when you like, for someone who's never done it, they see all these people like grants and very like their whole coaching staff's amazing people. I like, I, mm-hmm. I know them all very well. Mm-hmm. But I think for like someone who's never done it before and you know wants to lose weight, they just see how fun they're at. Like they, yeah. they see the whole well, atmosphere I think, that they're yeah, I think they right? like uh, a company like GFit now has more sort of evolved into a lifestyle platform as opposed to just competition. There's more money in lifestyle. There's way more money right? in lifestyle, more. and and you can you know and and most people like you can obviously there's people who are looking to lose weight and mm-hmm. just get fit and stuff like that. So and they're much easier to deal with because now you're not dealing with you're not dealing with the roller coaster of competition plans, which yeah. is a lot more complicated mm-hmm. than just giving somebody a lifestyle plan and helping oh, yeah. them lose weight right um but yeah speaking of grant reed actually in my national show uh i was out in westminster and uh um i called martin because i was like I, I i i was working on my own I, I was panicking i was like shit i don't know if i should be eating this much carb or what i'm doing or like my water and whatever so i called martin and i was like martin do you know anybody that couldn't like just give oh, me really? a little bit of a, a hand here like i just want to call him just run something by some things by them and he's like, why don't you give uh, this guy Grant Reed a call? Or why don't you give Grant Reed a call? And I was like, okay. I was like, all right. Did you like, have any idea who he was at not the time? Really, I, I, I knew who he was, but I didn't know anything too much about Like, mm. GFIT was just a small little thing. Yeah, I think that was their first really real year of – was that their first year? I don't remember, remember I, to be honest. I, I, I don't remember. It was once, before yeah. they before his company took off. But, yeah. Um, so then I called him up and I was like, Grant, man, like, you know, it's, uh, my name's Craig, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. all this <laughs> stuff. I'm like uh, – and he's like, yeah, man, I'll help you out. So I – so I sent him some pictures and he's like, he gave me a few, uh, few tidbits that, you know, things that he, he knew. So, uh, then I, I kind of took that and that was my first experience really with like a, uh, like a coach. Your first coach. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So then, um, I kind of helped him out after that. Like I would work at his booth and stuff like that and, and help him out and, and, uh, and this and that. And then he helped me. Um, we had a, we had a good relationship, but I kind of dissolved because I, I felt like, um, at the time, like there was just, I, am not a drama guy. Like I don't like, being, yeah, I, like no, I said, I I'm not it, a big yeah. group guy. I'm a solitary guy by nature. I don't like big crowds. It's not my nature. So I sort of just kind of like evolved on, uh, kind of away from that scene. You both mature in just different directions too, right? Like, it yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's, it's not like I, you guys hate each other. You guys just develop. Oh, I have no problem with Grant no, at all. Grant's a good guy. Um, 
and uh, and he's done very well for himself. And oh, absolutely. No, that's uh, <laughs> uh, I like to see anybody succeed, no matter what it is, whether mm-hmm. it's in bodybuilding or, or life. Mm-hmm. Um, where I obviously, for me, I have the most respect for somebody who can evolve as a human being, not just as a bodybuilder. Like, who gives a shit how you look at the end of the day? It doesn't matter. Yeah, like, it does not matter how you look. It matters. What matters is what's in here and what's mm-hmm. in here. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's educating the mind. Yeah. Building the mind is so much more important than building the body. Building the body to me is a foundation to everything else. Mm-hmm. Like. Um, and that's one thing I've learned. I used to be arrogant. I used to be vain. I used to be selfish. Um, and I was selfish for a long time, which is why I got myself into so much trouble. But, you know, over time you, you, you go through shit for a reason. It's so that you can, it's so that you can evolve and change. It's so that when you recognize it, you can say it's sort of a wake up call. And, And over time you eventually become, um, selfless. But anyways, back to what I was saying. Um, that was sort of my first, uh, experience in the whole, like, um, fitness kind of fitness thing yeah and then of course i was always affiliated with gorilla jack and always yep. helped them out at yep. all their all the shows at their booth um and and still do to this day when i have time so you know it's uh it's that's been my experience in the fitness world but i sort of i've disassociated now i pulled myself away over the last um had a couple of years for sure but especially over the last like eight nine months i've yeah, just delved I've, into really, my family yeah i really noticed too like because i remember i'd see like posts from you all the time yeah, and now I, it's like just well, an instagram story every now so, and again yeah and... that's another area that have changed dramatically is instagram so i decided to post about what the things that really matter to me that's, that's, fair. that's just again just yeah. another mature one more step correct towards, another mature correct. step in the right direction yeah because right? i mean here i am and so i'm a father and i'm just posting shit about me you know, here I'm like flexing and posing all the time. You know, at the end of the day, I just did a little thing on this the other day um, on my story. People at the end of the day don't really care. Like nobody cares how you look and nobody cares that I go to the gym every day. Mm-hmm. It's it's not for them. It's for me. Yeah. So I, I'm not just like for me just to put it out there constantly like I'm trying to look for accolade or, or I want a comment or I want a, a like. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So I just decided, you know what? I'm stepping back. I'm going to post about the, sh- the stuff that matters to me, which is my children, which is my family, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Which is my life that I've, mm-hmm. that I'm mm-hmm. building. And that's it. I'll post a little bit about fitness here and there because it's a huge part of my Again, life, that's just something but that it's not do, the right? primary yeah. aspect. Mm-hmm. I train for an hour and an hour and maybe an hour and a half a day tops. Yeah. I got 24, 23 hours that I'm focusing on work, life, family, kids. Like, I mean, if you, if you spent a week with me, you'd realize real quick that my life is not fitness. Well, my life is everything <laughs> else besides yeah. fitness. Yeah. So, that's why stepping away from coaching became so valuable because now I had so much more time to devote. Uh, I have my kids, like I, I work shift work. So I have my kids literally yes, me uh, and them yeah. for like 14, 15 days a month. Uh, just that my boys and I, mm-hmm. and we do, you know, if you follow me, you'll see that it's, I'm always out with them and I try and post the most or the most organic, mm-hmm. real authentic, authentic stuff I can post. So it's like stuff in the moment. I don't try and stage too much. Sometimes I do, but most of the time it's like in the moment, I'm trying to capture a moment like my kids. Okay. Got to get a shot. You know what I mean? And I like to document it. For me, it's like kind of like a biography. I can look back and I'll be like, Oh yeah. And when those kids are old enough to look at it, that's going to be cool for them. Yeah. Yeah, They're going to look back and they're like, part of it. I always think of too. Like I want to like goof around with like when I have kids eventually enough, like to goof around enough that when they're 18, 19 or when they get whenever age that happens now, they can look at my old stuff and be like, "Oh, cool! I don't remember that." Or like, "Oh, we did that." Or like, yeah. that's that. I think that's gonna be cool. Like, I especially so like, because like, I didn't grow up with like, I grew up with photos, but like, I know so many people that had like fat like videos and stuff like that. I didn't. I I have a three or four like book things of photos. I'm never gonna look at them. I know. But now, know. It, but now it's a little bit more plastered all over the place, yeah, right? For sure. For uh, sure. So when you work out now, like, are you still trying to? change your body at all or is it more yep. just you're still trying to yeah. oh yeah I, I i still train with that i'm not i'm not just maintaining training that's mm-hmm. not my okay thing. yeah 
I'm a pusher, so still like I yeah. still I still try and build. Like I'm pushing. I'm still lifting now, like I was lifting when I was training for a show. That's good. Um, I train hard. I, yeah. I don't lift quite as heavy. Um, Again, that's just getting a little older. You know, it's a little bit getting more older, and it's, it's yeah, it's more taxing on the body. I wanna. I'm still gonna push myself. Like I still want to push my boundaries. You don't need to hurt yourself. But I don't need to hurt. My, I don't <laughs> yeah. need to squat 500 pounds no. to try and prove something. I'm much more comfortable at 305 or like for 315 reps or properly. whatever. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. the same way. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And just go for six, seven reps. Focus on my form focus on my you know contractions um slowing everything down um and so that's sort of how i train now um i still train seven days a week for the most part i'll take a day off if i listen to my body if my body says i need rest i give it rest i see that's the part i'm not good at i push myself until it's like your body it forces you to like you won't grow though you have a cold now you're doing nothing but but i guess for the most part like during the summer like i played baseball so like if i didn't go to the gym for five days in a row it's like well, I would never take five really days care. off, but you could take a day or two off. You know off. what I mean, right? But yeah. it, but if it happened, I wasn't upset about it. Correct. You know what yeah. I mean? But now it's yeah. like, because I was preparing for a meet, like if I if I missed a day, it was like, shit, like I, that was a big setback, right? Yeah. But again, but now it's only four days a week rather than the seven I was used, yeah. I was used to doing. But it's, I know powerlifting is obviously a lot more tasking. Like this, this training is way more harder than anything I've ever done for bodybuilding. Again, I've I've pushed myself through some greasy workouts before, but no, bodybuilding is nowhere. It's man, bodybuilding like, is not what it, like unless you're training like Ronnie Coleman, which, which is basically powerlifting, bodybuilding, which you can't do anymore. Look at the poor guy, look like at Ronnie right, Coleman. Yeah. Did I just you watch his documentary. Yes, I did. did. Yes. I I felt I felt so horrible bad the, for the whole guy. time, but he had. No but at regrets. the same time, I didn't. He has no regrets, and I so I, I again, understand. I felt I felt bad for him now that like man, he's he's not going to walk again. Well, I think man, we all he, kind of compare ourselves to that to him mm-hmm. we all think like what would our lives be if we were like that yeah right and and he that, did it. he has eight mr olympias he was the he was the freak at the time he changed bodybuilding forever but you know what i got from that the most though out of that whole uh, mm-hmm. documentary was his family and his kids mm-hmm. the fact that he had these little kids and when you saw him with his kids he was a good he's just a regular like good dad that loved yeah his kids. i do i do like to me that, that me, like yeah. because i'm a father that's just that's like that like stood out to me and i was like at the end of the day all the shit, all that trophy wall and all that stuff means nothing. He had two the little only things that matters around, yeah, is the, are those kids mm-hmm. and making sure that he gives those kids what they need. And yeah, they'll look up to him for what he did. I couldn't believe he had but. two, four year old, what, a six and a seven or five and a six year old, man. I couldn't yeah, believe Yeah, well, he's he got like six kids. There's a, Jesus. he has some older ones. Too. I couldn't believe that. I know. I know. It's pretty intense, but actually I should go back because, uh, speaking of my pro, the last couple of pro shows I did, like for Miami, mm-hmm. I worked with Ryan Mallow. Okay, and, yeah, that was, yeah, that's freak, right? He's no, 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 no. That's Ryan, Darren Mailing is is uh, I've, I recognize that name, but I don't know Mass why. Meltdown. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. That's why. so Ryan Mallow. He's out in Montreal, and uh, great guy, love Ryan. Um, and he helped me uh, into uh, into the into that show specifically. Did he do so, the whole like that whole prep, or was it kind of you just talked? To well, him yeah, he gave me he or... gave me the fundamentals, and I mean, like I already I, I know my own. I know the only, my, the only hard part is the last probably month. Anyway, yeah, it's just when everything changes. And, and accountability, daily, right? like yeah. we talked about before. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, Ryan Mallow and Mass Meltdown. He he worked with me in that show, and that was that was fantastic. I uh, I had a you know he he gave me some great tips and and good. He's a he's a knowledgeable guy. Do you ever and, think maybe in the future, like maybe not even getting back into competing, but when you're 50, 60, you think you'd ever get back into coaching when you have that time? You know, you have kids are grown up, you got, I don't know what, 50 or 60, retirement, but, you know what I mean? But no, yeah. but like retirement, like that's what else you're going to, you got nothing better to do. Other well, than, I, well, it depends. Like, going it, to play I guess it depends day. on how the fitness world evolves. Yeah, I guess. Like, so, I don't yeah. know where it's going. Is it going to, is it going to fizzle out? I don't know. Cause it, it does like t- fitness goes it, like it this. It comes right? up and down. Yeah. yeah. 
So I don't know. Like it, it I don't you see wouldn't, it. You wouldn't say no to it, but no, it's not no, something no. on your radar, right? I wouldn't say no to it. No, I wouldn't say no to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that if anything, I'm going to, I will compete again. Yeah. Um, and when I do, it's, I want to come out with my best package ever, even though I'll be the oldest I've ever been. <laughs> I'll probably be a master's, uh, and I won't even That'd say anything. Awesome. I'll just perform master's cool, and uh, yeah. compete master's. I'd love to see compete. you judge. I'd love to see you on the CPA panel judging. Yeah, I would judge. That, that's something I think I have a really good eye for talent and a good eye for judging because I'm so you attention have, to you detail. You have the resume too. I have the resume and I, I that's, I'm To me, that's the biggest part. I don't care how detail. your detail is. Yeah. You've done it up on stage. He knows he's been to the pro shows. He knows how they run. He is a pro. Yeah. Yep. Whether you keep your pro card forever or whatever you end up doing with it, yeah. Um, yeah, I I would feel, I wouldn't say no to it for sure. I would feel way better having you judge me than someone who's just been like whatever those other judges. Like I don't yeah. even know what their resumes look like. They they've competed in the eighties. I don't think they have one. That's I mean, some I of them do. Like there are some guys that like Greg Jackson. Uh, he's, he's competed before. So he's, but again, like, I mean, it doesn't matter who you are mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the day, you're always going to compare it. I think, but you're right. Like when you, when you're still comparing it to what you think is beautiful, but when you've been there and you've done it and you've accomplished you a lot to, of that stuff I on want, your own, you, you have a better understanding. Out, right. Yeah. So if that guy's got a better body, but his shorts look better on him, well, like you can take that out or be like, okay, he's got better calves. But look at how shredded he is compared to this guy, right? Or then, then you know the pros too. Like you know that, like, okay, Brandon Hendrickson is the number one. So yeah. who has the closest shape to? Correct. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I feel way better to. having you do it than you yeah. know someone else do it, right? Yeah. Because even like right. when I when I emailed to get my scorecard back or whatever, they're like, yeah, your your stage presence was great. Uh, you looked fantastic. Your hair was nice. Uh, oil and conditioning. Your tan was great. Uh, we just didn't like your transitions. So my transitions put me in sixth. Is it men's posing or is it men's physique? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I wanted to email and rip her, bat, like rip her apart. I'm like, I'm never going to do a Mavis show again. So like, what do I care? <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, that's, I don't even care. Well, I think for me personally, if I was, if it's, it's got to come down to the fundamentals. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I would never, I would never, uh, you know, vote a guy down because he had a, a maybe a, a shitty tan, unless it was horrible. There's a difference uh, between going up there with no tan. But and then, typically, you know, even yeah, if a guy goes up there with no tan, obviously. There's an obvious. But yeah. if it's if it's a fault if if it's a fault of the person who's done who's done something in the tanning booth wrong, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. I don't want to penalize the guy. And I mean, at the end of the day, like even if if it's blotchy, you you can still get a good sense whether this guy has a better physique than the next guy. Where, I'm not going to say yeah. like, well, this guy has the best physique, but his tan isn't quite there and his board shorts are just a touch too baggy, no so I'm going to vote him. Yeah, he yeah. goes from first to sixth. It's not going to happen. Which I, I understand that it's part of it, but it's not all of it. You know what I mean? No, the fundamentals have to be first. Mm-hmm. If they have what it takes... You want to? You're not going to penalize him for little things like that. Maybe that are even out of his. And control. I went into my show too, being mm-hmm. wanting to be bigger, one of the bigger men's physique guys, and yeah. I was a little bit heavier than everyone else. And even like my buddy who helped me, uh, with Jason Gardner. Yeah, you know who that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was the one yeah. who was also in my corner helping me posing. He was the one working out with me, just yeah. the way it worked out. And you know when they, <laughs> he was in the crowd, and when I, <laughs> I was backstage pumping up, obviously, after it, I went up to him and he's like, "Man, so you were doomed from the start, hey?" I'm like, "What?" He's like, "The, the judge immediately, like the commentator, the MC, or whatever, was like, yeah, you know this. So times, time for men's physique. 
you know, we want a little bit smaller, a little bit more slimmer physique. And then Jason's just like, oh, well, he's screwed. <laughs> Not even well, I don't think they yet. knew exactly what they were looking for. They went through, they and went again, through this, like, you know what I mean? like, yeah, like they didn't know what they were looking for. And there was a discrepancy between what was going on at Mavala and what years was going they on. Some they want bigger guys, some yeah. years they want shredded guys, right. they want. There has to be uniformity. You, you need to know. But again, you're looking to the pinnacle. But if, if Maba is not judging based on what's the pinnacle of the IFBB, then there's how can you judge? Let everyone what know are what you, you are looking for. Then, yeah, I go see, like, this is the pin, this is this is the body you gotta look mm-hmm. you gotta look to for you know you can't just be like okay well, I'm just gonna wing it, and if they don't know what they're looking for and they're not comparing it up against you know Brandon or or or, yeah, or whatever, sure, yeah, yeah. then how where's your what's your what's your baseline? What you don't have a baseline. Criteria? What's the criteria? Nobody knows. Um, but in saying that. Um, I do believe that the men's physique category now um, is a little bit oversaturated. I think guys are physique competing that shouldn't. Uh, I would say like I, I they're compete- too big or they're not good enough. I would say they're just not developed enough. Right. Okay. Uh, it's different if somebody steps down from another class, mm-hmm. uh, like whether it's classic or bodybuilding, then they probably have the size and the maturity and then whatever to to you know depending on their age to mm-hmm. step down into men's physique. But if it's like a lot of these young guys that are like 18, 19, 20. At one time I thought, well, you know what? It's good for them. They're, they get an experience, but I actually am adamantly against it now. I don't think you should even think about competing until you've trained for at least five years naturally, mm-hmm. 100% naturally. Mm-hmm. And if your if your goal is to compete at a, on a professional level, then competing is a waste of time, a and waste think, of time. And I think sometimes too, people get it in their head that like, Oh, I can do this and be pro. And then they step on stage and they don't, they don't understand that it's not for them. Yeah. Some people just don't have it. Like yeah. they, they can they can spend 10 years trying to do it. Like people still try to make the NFL and they're like 35. It's like, yeah. dude, you're old in the NFL. Yeah. Like you're like, you're There's, retiring. Yeah, age, you know what I mean? Like you're like already retired. You in can't change. Like yeah. you can't, there's there has to be a, the human, I think it's the humility. Well, I, you know, so right? you have nothing but times with bodybuilding. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a, it's a sport. I mean, you're at your best when you're like 40 years old, which is crazy. You know, yeah. look at England and with Ronnie, he was mm-hmm. saying that he was squatting his heaviest at 40. So that just goes to show you that, you know, and I mean, you know, uh, Kai Green and all these guys, even Phil Heath, like all these guys are up there. Uh, Sean Roden is 41, I believe. Is he, is he really? I think he's like oh, wow. 40, 41. Jeez, you I, didn't know, I didn't know he was that old. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure. Um, I was going to say, I thought he was going to be a little bit more mid 30s. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's like closer to 40. Um, so these guys are, but my point is, is wow, that he's 43. There you go. So he's 43. Jeez. There you go. So Phil Heath is 38. I would have yeah. never guessed that. I know. I know. Dexter so, Jackson, forty-eight. <laughs> yeah, Dexter, but and he's, but still, he's done. Yeah. He's done, but still has a good physique for a guy who's forty-eight years old. I mean, it wasn't only until this whole like thing happened with his bicep, and they were saying he was ejecting synthol or whatever it was. Yeah, that happened. I kind of feel I like they all. Physique, my, yeah. Well, synthol's been around for a reason. I mean, yeah, it's always been around as a I think filler. it's just they use it more strategically rather than the, those. Re- the, morons on the internet right but well i mean it's just like anything else right there's guys who use it for what it's meant to be used for and then there's guys who abuse it Mm -hmm, right and it's the same thing with steroids it's the same thing with supplements it's the same thing with everything drugs alcohol anything yeah yeah there's the ones who abuse it and there's the ones who use it to their advantage um but so my point was is that a lot of these guys are older so these young guys that are that are competing now at 18 unless they are you know the Chris Bumsteads of the world, yeah, which or the not. or the Flex Wheelers of the <laughs> yeah. world, which is which is like one in ten million. Mm-hmm. 
then don't even waste your time. But even guys like Chris Bumstead trained years. Like he's, you know, he has a powerlifting background. He was playing football or whatever. The perfect genetics. His dad was a powerlifter. His mom Correct. was a professional so, figure skater. Right. Like so he already had the background and that, and probably the, the time spent training for sport and all mm. that stuff. So he was, he built a solid foundation. These kids that are 18 years old that have no body, and then say, well, I'm going to go compete now. I'm going to, you know, prep for four weeks. It's a waste of time. There's go, no per, per, unless you're doing it for fun. Yeah. yeah. If you're doing it for fun, that's one thing. But if you're doing it because you think you actually want to compete and your goal is to be a, a champion, mm-hmm. don't waste your time. No, it's, ex- don't waste too, your it's time. too expensive. It's too hard on your body. It's mentally draining because if those people ever, go, well, yeah. those people go to that show, oh, I'm going to win. It, and then they don't, yeah. it's like, Oh, I hate this. It's stupid. And then they never lift a weight yeah. again. And now that's one now thing. They, now they and even if they do win, then they have this distorted view of their own reality. They think that, Oh, I won. So that makes me something special. Well, no dude, you suck. You still got to work for 10 years. You suck. I mean, you're not good. You still have to train for 10 years, like five, 10 years minimum before you even think about getting on stage and thinking about being somebody who's actually going to, like I said, I trained for, over 10 years, 12 years before I ever stepped on stage that first time. Oh, 12, 12 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it, it took time of develop and just like year after year after year after year of learning mm-hmm. and evolving and growing and educating myself, going online and looking at stuff, you know, and asking around and yeah. getting advice from the, from the, uh, from the veterans that mm-hmm. were in the gym and the guy who had the biggest chest and say, you know, what do I do? Oh, well, these are my tricks. Awesome. I, I implement them. Mm-hmm. You know, or the guy with the best, whatever, you know, go, and again, that just comes from those kids mm-hmm. just, learning their maturity they're neither 18 and 19 they don't right. know any better so right? this comes down to the coaching thing then you get the exploitation of the young guys saying yeah. dude man oh you got look at your six pack man you got to get up there on stage oh yeah you know it's only going to cost you 200 a month man, and you're going to buy yeah. these supplements and oh well i, I highly believe, recommend yeah, you use I this stuff i can't and, believe know. some coaches tell people to go on stage man like it look i like there's some people well, like yeah i can't even again it's a it's because, I mean, obviously it's a money-making, it's a business opportunity, and right? Morally, though, I couldn't do that. Like, right. no matter how much so, money I'm making, like, morally, I don't think I could go through with some right. of those things, you know what I mean? Right. Like, And so that's one thing that I've learned over the years is that bodybuilding at one time was a niche, mm-hmm. and it was for those people who were passionate about bodybuilding. If you look at the old-school guys and the old-school females from mm-hmm. around Winnipeg, oh, yeah. you can see that their life is committed to the sport. It wasn't just some little thing they did because they wanted to be popular or because, you know, they wanted to be part of a group or a team Mm -hmm. or say go out and get drunk with all these people and, you know, and use whatever. It's because they had a passion for bodybuilding. Now, I'm not saying that everybody has to come in with a passion for bodybuilding, but what I am saying, the business doesn't want that. Like these – like MABA and, and, and the IFBB and all, they want the more the merrier because that's money in the that's bank. That's money for them, But it, yeah. does, it does dilute the talent and it, it makes the people who are serious about it, it just, it, they just get lost in the mix. So the people that are really talented out there often get overlooked. It's, and a lot of the time, that's why they have to try and like rifle their way out of Winnipeg really quick because they're, they're, they're getting first out of two. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you also yeah. got second last, right? Like Yeah. So yeah, yeah it, it'll grow. They, those those yeah, they'll grow. The MABA will hope grow or fall apart. I don't know what they're doing right now. Well, I think they'll probably dissolve eventually. CPA um, will just control. It. Well, I mean, there's there's for anybody that is serious about for the recreational competitors, like it doesn't matter. Like MABA maybe will find their avenue with those people, mm-hmm. but anybody who's serious about it and really wants to be a a competitor in bodybuilding, mm-hmm. they're gonna go to the CPA. Right, they're they're gonna find their way there because there's there's potential, oh, yeah. right? There's 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 you know if if your goal is to become an IFBB pro where I, where I compete at or my my level, you have to go to the CPA. You, you have, have no to, other yeah. avenue. No. 
And you also have a lot more potential because there's like 54 shows in a year yeah, that you true, can compete yeah. at all across Canada. You're not stuck with like the way I came up. I was like, I had to do this. There was only like a handful there, of shows. There that I was could do. one way to do it. There was one way, one way, show. Yeah. Like there, you could. I couldn't go to like, you know, I couldn't go to Hamilton or, or Vancouver or wherever to try and earn a pro card. You had to travel to wherever that nationals was that year. And, yeah. Just nationals, but I had to stay locally. So it, 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 the, the talent, it deepens the talent pool mm -hmm. by having to go around and compete against guys in Ontario, because the talent in Ontario is, there's a lot more. Oh, Ontario is massive right. compared to Winnipeg, there's, right? there's some serious talent out there. Yeah. Thanks for coming, man. I had My a lot pleasure, of fun. Man. I learned Looks a like lot. Looks like you're going to fall asleep here though. I'm, I'm tired. I'm exhausted now. I don't know why. All of a sudden it just kicked in. It's like, oh my God, oh, I had a coffee this morning. I'm going to take a nap maybe. No, I feel you, man. I feel you. Especially no, it's my pleasure being here, man. I'm, uh, I'm glad yeah. you asked me. To I, come. Well, I always, I always try and have the guests on that I feel like I can learn something from, and if yeah. I don't learn, like, as I was, I said it once, and it sounds so cliche, but if you don't laugh or learn, then there's no point to it. Exactly. And like, I, like, it sounds like some shitty tattoo a girl would get, but it's true, right? I mean, if you can't laugh or Absolutely. learn, but uh, do you want to plug anything? Like anything you? No, man. The only thing I want to plug is uh, for the the young people out there who who are interested in in uh, in the bodybuilding community and in getting into bodybuilding and fitness. Um, just keep 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 sound mind. You know what yeah. I mean. That's the only thing I want to say. There's nobody I want to plug. I have no affiliations, and I love it. Yeah, you're your own man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not promoting anybody but me. Yeah, there you go. And right if on. I promote anything, it's my lifestyle. So it's not it's not, you know, with fitness and bodybuilding. Let that be. If that's a sport, that's great. If it's your sport, awesome. But don't let it consume your life to the point where it destroys your life. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many people message me and say, you know what? Thanks, Craig, for for putting the shit out there that you do because it's a wake up call. I've seen this person or I've been that person or whoever, you know, I spent decades or not decades, but I've spent, spent years mm -hmm. like wasting money, wasting time living in some bubble. So my thing is that if you're going to, if you're going to do this, you better make damn well sure that you want it. Like you got to want this thing. Mm -hmm. If you want to, if you want it, cause there's a lot of sacrifice that you're going to have to make and there's shit you're going to have to confront yep. that could potentially destroy your life. Yep. Shit that might kill you. Yep. <laughs> and you got to think, you got to think in the future. Like if you're young, I'll say this to the young guys out there. If you're a young guy and you're presented with this lifestyle, be prepared that there's shit in this that could potentially affect the fact that you may never, A, get married or have or find yourself a good woman because yeah, no true, one's going to yeah. want to be with you because yeah, you're an airhead. Yeah, yeah, and number yeah, two, yeah. you may ruin your chance of having kids. Yeah. So uh, because most people have an addictive personality. Yeah. If I'm, you can't control your shit, this is not the sport for you. That's what I would say to the young people out there. Be smart about it. If if you love bodybuilding, if you love lifting weights, lift weights. Do yeah. it for you. If you yeah. like powerlifting, power, power lift. But don't let it become your identity. If it becomes your yeah. identity, your life is over. Yeah, it's, your it's, life it's, is done. It's very it's done. hard to come out of that too, right? Like it's it's almost, extremely yeah. hard, man. I've seen. I can't tell you. It's like it's like anything else. When you get lost in that, and it becomes your identity, and you become addicted, not just to the substance, but you become addicted to the actual. You know, and the way it is now with with social media and stuff, you can become addicted to even the social media aspect of it, and it poisons the mind to the point where you live yeah. so superficially that you're living a fake sort of in a bubble, and it's this fake identity where you can't even live a normal life anymore. You, you're so out of touch with reality, and that's the thing about the fitness world. That's the thing about bodybuilding. It is driven by superficiality and vanity, and that is a recipe for life disaster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a recipe for life disaster. So if anyone, this is the most important part. Of this whole thing. <laughs> you gotta wait it, till the whole these, hour now. Yeah, you gotta wait for the whole that other stuff is all like whatever. This is the gravy now. Yeah. This is the most important thing that I'm saying. Be 100 percent Like don't don't 
compromise for anything, you better, if you're going to make a decision, you make that decision based on knowledge and, and you better do your research before mm-hmm. you Big do time, anything. Yeah. That, in, yeah. that includes hiring somebody, that includes, uh, you know, eating the foods that you're eating, using the supplements that you're using, whatever it may be, <clears throat> and understanding that it comes at a cost. Oh yeah, big time, yeah. yeah. Well, I definitely appreciate the passion. You sound a little, not not angry, but genuine. Oh, never genuine. angry, just genuine. Yeah, it's, it's passion. Oh yeah. It's the same passion I, love, I, I put into into training. I absolutely love it. Uh, nothing but the best for you. We'll Thanks, have you brother. on. We'll have you on again eventually. Uh, I like to have everyone. I would love on. to be back. I had a blast. Because I'm sure you got a million more stories. So. Well, I got a few. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can cool. talk about whatever you want. <laughs> cool. I got a lot of passions. Bodybuilding's well, only Eventually, one this will one. grow more, and then we can do more with the guests. It'll be a little bit more interactive. But uh, yeah, good, thanks a lot, man, for My squeezing. My pleasure, yeah. brother. Yeah, thanks, man. Absolutely.